first sentence of the game and everybody's talking over each other already. I mean, that's that's pretty typical Dice Funk, regardless of whether it's an episode, a season, or, as we're doing here, a, a one-shot spinoff? Is what we're going to call this, Austin? Boy, branding's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> we we got to come up with a proper brand for this or else, you know, it'll never work. It'll never be successful if we don't have a brand, so I guess we could deal with that uh, later on. Maybe, but it, maybe, maybe it should be called Die Funk, since it's singular. Oh, I get it. I thought you were uh, like, oh, we're all going to die. And it's like, oh, it's a, so it's a horror-themed Christmas episode. I like that thought. But then, once again, who the heck are you? Who, wait, what are we doing here anyway? Oh, right. I'm supposed to be the dungeon master today, aren't I? It's not too late to overthrow no, sketch. No pressure. Yes. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. First of no all, pre- how dare you? Good. Very good. All right. Now now this can be good properly. So uh, uh, to clarify uh, to everyone, uh, several months ago, I'm just going to be honest, it's back in August it was, uh, Austin approached me about doing at least a one-shot to kind of provide some extra v- variety in content, offer a different DMing style to be on air, and also to bring in other people who just can't be on the main show proper because uh, as much as people would like to have like everyone in the show, uh, I think that would just kill Austin every week to try to edit a show that has like eight people it's also a nine month commitment it's a whole baby's worth of content to do a season <laughs> of my show is that wait are you trying to invent a new measurement do you think form? babies disappear after those nine months like <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, is this a new measurement of time it's like uh-huh. oh how many babies worth of time will it take to get this uh dissertation done oh about three. Oh god gross yeah it's gonna catch on i swear yeah uh so uh, what's happening for this is that we're doing a one-shot session where I'll be DMing, and uh, we have some familiar faces and a new face among the players for today. So um, before we delve into what's happening at a little place known as the Shard Point Academy, let's uh, get introduced to our players and who they're playing as. So uh, I'm going to point to you. You start first. Oh, uh, that's going to be very useful. <laughs> Considering we can't see each other's faces, jeez. It's really the illusion. It's the magic of theater. Anyways, uh, we're in the same room. We just all have very different, you know, we just all sound very different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's get started with uh, you, Johnny. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, as a refresher of who you are and who you're playing as for today. Hello, everybody. I'm Johnny Maloney. Um, I'm going to be playing the first casualty of the party today. <laughs> Um, oh. you, you may remember me from, uh, if, I mean, if you're listening to Dice Funk, you may remember me uh, as the Dungeon Master of Season 1, the Stone Root campaign. Uh, I also played Drop Goodwood in Season 2. Um, other than that, you might remember me from a podcast that I do weekly with Austin Yorski called Word Funk. Um, or um, you may remember me from uh, a possibly... You know, if you looked outside into the bushes late at night uh, last night, mm. uh, I'm going to be playing a bard, um, a a halfling bard by the name of Palanther Frustra, who uh, prefers to go by the name Scoops, uh, because rather than play a traditional bard who who sings songs and things like that, I'm, I'm playing my bard as as more a journalist. Um, who uh, has decided that, like, all of the guidebooks written about the universe in which uh, Dice Funk takes place are outdated, they need to be updated, and he's the guy to do it! Very fascinating. We'll explore a little bit more about that as we go along. How about uh, you, Jess? 
Hi, I'm Jess. You might remember me from season one of Dicebug, where I killed the world. Um, <laughs> Which is an honor you actually share with multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very hearty universe, isn't it? I prefer to think of you famously, Jess, as the one who did kill Ronaldo. I did kill Ronaldo. That is a thing that did happen. Um, I will be playing Merlos, the uh, wood elf, uh, half-elf monk. Uh, and yeah, I guess I got roped into this yet again. But this time, I don't have a master thesis, so yay! <laughs> Funny you say that. Um, uh, next up, we got uh, we got Nick. Let's let's introduce yourself, Nick. Here. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Nick. I go by Nick F Time on Twitter and everything like that. Uh, I haven't played with uh, this group before. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, I have overplayed with some people who have been associated with Dice Funk over time. Skitch and I have been playing together for about ten years. Uh, Rolo T and I play, used to play together, and Chris and I actually host a podcast called Weekly Manga Recap together. Uh, so go check that out, please. Uh, I have been playing D&D for a really long time, but I've never played 5th edition before, so there will probably be a little bit of growing pains. And uh, I play a centaur ranger named Donovan, who is a planar traveler who is currently making, well, Sharppoint Academy, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, as his temporary home, away from home. Uh, and he has a probably misplaced sense of loyalty to the headmaster. <laughs> And lastly, uh, Austin. It's me, Austin Yarsky. I don't know how you get to this recording if you don't know who I am. That's that'd be quite a journey. Let me know how that happened. <laughs> that, that would be that would be a remarkable <laughs> thing to get here without knowing who Austin is of, of all of us. But you know what, Skitch? Nothing surprises me these days. So Austin, you may as well indulge us. Yeah, 2018 has been wild. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I am. What am I? I guess I was a video game journalist, and now I'm a podcaster. I'm also in law school. It's a whole thing. I do a lot of stuff. But the important <laughs> thing for your purposes is I have DM'd most seasons of Dice Funk. I'm also the editor. I'm kind of the person who is attached to the brand as it were um so this is uh I, sh I like to think of us as a family but it's my show if there's a gun pointed at me and i have to answer that question so um i am the person who's normally in charge but a, a request i get a lot is uh let someone else do it for once you selfish bastard and i said okay <laughs> With that exact wording. Yeah, I mean, we have a very contentious relationship, my fans and I. Um, so I'm trying this kind of new experiment out. We're going to do one-shots uh, DM by people with different styles. I have a very, like, improvisational, uh, touchy-feely kind of style. Uh, Skitch is uh, more, like, numbers-focused. Uh, he has a kind of a more, I don't know what you call it, like, grognard approach and i, I wouldn't say I'm, i wouldn't say i'm necessarily grognargian if you wanted to go with that there um which is a I, word you have to understand to know what's happening i don't know what any of those words mean uh, here's the thing what's fun <laughs> i'll say that because i didn't even really get started in D, D seriously until fourth edition which is like the least grognard uh grognard friendly version of D, &D which is hilarious um but i guess from my standpoint i have Different, I'm less improvisational, I would say, and I'm definitely a lot more interested in mechanics and uh, crunch. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to make sure to kind of balance that with the type of players I have here. So it's not going to be like, it's, it's not gonna, we don't have a map. I, 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 I thought about doing a map, but I realized it's a stupid idea, so I decided against <laughs> it. So 
<laughs> so if this session is successful, there will be more of them DM by different people exploring different ways to play probably D&D because it's the simplest for our audience, but maybe mm -hmm. other games. I don't know what the future holds. There's a lot of different ways to role play. Mm -hmm. um, as far as this session goes, I'm going to be playing a tabaxi, which is an anthropomorphic cat. Um, her name is Sophia Magdalene. Um, she is just a human version of Luna, the cat from Sailor Moon. Just picture that black cat got stretched into a people shape, and you're pretty much Well, there, there. is a human version of that character, though. Spoilers, dude. Aww. Oh, damn it. You're not supposed to know about that. You're not supposed to know about that one movie. I'm sorry. Man, now I'm not even going to watch it. Um, and... and, and uh, one point of notice, and we'll kind of clarify this as we delve in, is that both Danman and Sophia are actually instructors at the Shardpoint Academy, mm. and Merlos and uh, Palinther are students. Call me at Scoots. Shardpoint. <laughs> Palinther is a student. With that kind of attitude, he can only be a student. Let's be real. Let's so. be honest. Yes. Um, I didn't mention I am a fighter. That is my class. Although the subclass Arcane Archer is perhaps a better image to hold in your mind. She's kind mm, of like, yeah. um, I th I put anthropologist as my background. She's kind of a crunchy, <laughs> like a uh, hippie professor. Very like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, casual and just like, oh, you know, call me Sophia. It's fine. Uh, and, but she she has a lot of uh, experience like studying out in the wild with uh, uncontacted tribes and so forth. So oh, we get along great. Wow. Yeah. Here's 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 the thing. I knew you were a hippie the moment I saw you picked a druid craft as your spell for Arcane Archer. <laughs> That's how I knew you were a hippie. Yeah. Sophia. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining Steve Coogan from that Jesus musical movie. <laughs> <laughs> um all right nice. so sketch you're probably gonna take it away in a second i just want to yep. last bit of setup is that um this whole thing is brought to you by weekly manga recap patreon.com slash weekly manga recap is where you could support uh both nick and chris on our regular show i'm at patreon.com slash austin yorski that's how this show gets made i buy people computers headphones microphones whatever they need does anybody else have anything else they want to plug um, I live, I live on hugs. So okay. if you want to support me, just like, just slap a big firm one on me. <laughs> Hugtreon.com. Hugtreon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can buy my music at skitch.bandcamp.com. That's pretty straightforward there. And uh, anything for you, Jess? Uh, yeah. Superhero Rundown will be re-debuting in January now that I have time. Mm. So look for the Justice League episode, Fantastic. co-written by Johnny Maloney. Oh, 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 oh. flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. And speaking about flashing back, uh, we actually are going quite a bit further back in time relative to the current season five of Dice Funk, because while this is a one shot, this is actually happening within the grand canon of Dice Funk as mm. a whole. That's another fun aspect of these experiments is although they can be enjoyed alone for longtime fans, they will fill in gaps in the timeline that people say mm. like, oh, I wonder what happened between these two things. And now you'll know. Yep. Supplementary material like Star Trek V. <laughs> uh, as a shorthand, this takes place this takes place within a few years or so after the conclusion of season three. But again, knowledge of season three as a whole is not necessary to enjoy this adventure. And now I got 400 words I have to read to set up the uh, setting here. So uh, let's get going here. <clears throat> 
Uh, there are many locations that we have explored in the seasons of Dice Funk, from Caldo and Akamoros to Lorelei, Lionhill, Valentine, and more. Today, we'll be visiting a location that exists in both an independent form from all these regions, but at the same time, finding itself beholden to them in its own way. Nestled in a canyon somewhere between Shonash Point, Mykonos, and the Tiger Mountains is a wall of stone that contains a shocking amount of magically laced minerals that was discovered long ago. There are wizards who took this resource as an opportunity to establish a hub for research and crafting. A prominent shard of these minerals hung suspended over the location aimed right at the center of the camp that was formed, and as a result, they simply called the spot Shard Point. Of course, such a bountiful resource couldn't be kept secret for too long, and when surrounding kingdoms all wanted to stake a claim on the spot, the wizards that occupied the spot held all of them back long enough to negotiate a truce. And thus, the location became established as a place of research and education for all regions who were able to send qualified individuals. And so, the Shardpoint Academy was established. Centuries have passed since the Academy was established, and we visit Shardpoint during a peculiar period of change. Fairly recently, due to supposedly events that happened at some place called Ilium, the gods have all died, along with other formerly immortal beings, and this has caused a bit of confusion over the state of magic and leading the instructors and researchers at Shardpoint to delve deep in their own studies to find any clarity on this matter. At the same time, another peculiar came, uh, sorry. At the same time, another peculiar change came in the form of the headmaster of Shardpoint Academy, uh, which happened within the past few years, basically. Normally, the formal headmaster of the academy resigns or retires, and another administrator from within Shardpoint is elected or appointed as new headmaster. However, the formal headmaster neither resigned nor retired, and the current headmaster seemingly had no formal experience with the academy prior to his arrival. Now, for some reason or another, you four have been called to the headmaster's office, Adorned on the door is the following nameplate, the letter O and the last name W-A-I-T-E, Wait, the little dash and Headmaster written in fine script. When you all arrive at the door, it opens on its own accord, and you are all able to enter to see the shadowy Headmaster for the first time. And this is where we shall begin. All right, well, Scoops is just going to waltz right in and make himself comfortable. I already love Scoops. All-time MVP, best character ever made. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you all enter, the office looks to be pretty well appointed. The walls have pretty much standard things you would expect to see in a headmaster's office in a magical academy. Standard things, right? Books, some artifacts and such, maybe some certificates normally would be there, but... Surprisingly, none of those are on these walls. And of course, there is a large desk. And at the front of the desk seems to be some sort of weasel that is scooting about, checking some things before scurrying back to where the chair is. And as the rest of you enter, the chair turns about and you see seated upon it a middle-aged, at most, gnome of some sort. All right, I'm definitely I'm going after that weasel 100%. Animal handling is minus 1. First roll of the session. Get give me some of that weasel. Let's go for it. Let's see what you got. 
14. Um, as you approach the weasel, it, it almost starts to scoot away, but then it approaches you and allows you to pet it and, you know, sort of nuzzle into the palm of your hand a bit. Oh my god, I love this weasel. What's his name? Tell <laughs> me your secrets. That, his, his name is Jamarius Jenkins Jolly Good. Wait, all of that? Or JJJG. Yes, that is his full name, though you can call him JJJ if you want to. <laughs> oh my god, I love this weasel. He is my familiar, but... He's my familiar now. Of course. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think so. First you mission's a heist, to... boys. We're getting this weasel. <laughs> And so they were kicked and so they were kicked out for the crime of weasel napping. <laughs> In any case, you must be Sophia, is that correct? That's me. Do we not know each other? I thought you were my boss. <laughs> uh, I am, but you haven't met me before. No one pretty much has met me outside of a few select individuals ever since I've taken place as headmaster here. And now all four of you are among the selected to meet me in person. Oh, important before we say anything else. Do I have tenure? That's going to affect a lot of how I conduct myself in this room. <laughs> That's a good question. That's part of why you're here. Okay. Well, let's assume I don't yet, and I'll be cool. Uh, you, you, you don't have tenure yet. Um, okay, I'll be chill. <laughs> well, first and foremost... Thank you for accepting my invitation to come here. My name is Orin Waite, and I am the current headmaster of Shardpoint Academy. <sighs> I have to be honest, this whole thing's gotten to be a little bit more involved than I expected coming in, but I am endeavoring to make sure that my part of this job is done professionally and as fully as necessary. Scoops reaches into his bag and pulls out a sheet of paper and a, and a pen and starts getting, like, ready to scribble things on it. Looks up and says, What's the buzz, Chief? How come you've been here for so long, but nobody's seen your mug before? <laughs> okay, Mid-Atlantic D&D character, love it. You must be the one they call Scoops, aren't you? That's my name. Wear it out all you like, because everybody's going to hear it before the year is over. Right. Um, th anything I say at this point is off the record. Got it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me check Scoops' intelligence score. I want to see if he knows what off the record means. <laughs> 13. I got an intelligence of 13. Okay. He, he, he should know what off the record means. The question is, does he respect what's on and off the record? Is that the Scoops way? I don't know. But... The reason why people haven't seen me is for a few reasons. One, I'm involving myself in my own research, and I don't have as much time to interact with others directly. And secondly, is it really necessary for me to be seen as a face of the school to the people who work here? I say as long as the school runs smoothly, everything is fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Well, who says the school is running smoothly? Well... That's an important question, because we're dealing with a grand audit right now. Do you know what that means, Scoops? That doesn't sound very Jake to me. <laughs> no, it's hardly Jake at all. It's more like Rachel or Cassie or Marco. <laughs> Some would say it's less than Jake. <laughs> it's less than Jake. 
The Grand Audit is when every region that has been sending students here sends representatives to audit how our school is run. It basically is a cross-sectional accreditation nightmare, and I'm stuck in the middle of it trying to make sure we don't get caught out on for anything. So our sponsors have a bug about you is what you're trying to tell me. No, 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 it's not a bug about me. They never have a bug about the headmaster unless they find problems, which is why I've brought the four of you here, incidentally. Is this going to be done for credit? Uh, in your case, uh, Merlos, yes. Uh, due to your circumstances for being here, you did not come from a particular family with an endowment. You did not come from a particular noble sponsor, but you showed promise. And according to your instructors, you have been performing well. However... Because of financial situations, you were under mandatory work-study, and you're short on hours. Ah, uh, fine. Man, I can't wait until there's a working-class revolution that overthrows all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if only that were to happen at some point. But at some for point now, in the future. some point in the future. But for now, uh, as for you, Sophia, uh, apparently there was a complaint from a student that said that you were, quote-unquote, Far too chill and relaxed about my feedback, and I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth, and I have to unfortunately issue some punitive measure. But this is just, this is just theatrics in that respect, Sophia. While he's while he's dressing me down, I'm gonna make a sleight of hand check to try to steal the weasel. <laughs> uh, roll, roll sleight of hand. Five. No. <laughs> You, 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 you don't steal that weasel. As you do, as you try to steal the weasel, it disappears, and then appears like on Orin's shoulder. I imagine, I imagine you're like, while he's talking to you about your situation, you're just like staring dead eyed into his face while slowly trying to palm the weasel, never breaking eye contact. <laughs> um, as for uh, you, Palinther, or Scoops, if you want to prefer that. Um, I rather do. Under your circumstances and from the region you're from, you're required to have at least two extracurricular activities per semester, but you've only been working with the school's paper, so this is going to qualify as an extracurricular activity, thereby qualifying you to maintain your studentship without any oversight necessary. Hmm. Nuts. No, they're, they're, we're not looking for nuts right now. That's fine, but... Um, and that leads us with you, uh, Danny. You make it seem as though all of the qualifications for being here are negative reasons. It's negative only so far that I don't want to just pull people in to do this work. I'd love to do it myself, but I still have to administrate. And more importantly, this is just an easy fix for multiple problems that could cause grand issues for the school. Yours is probably the most significant, Danny, unfortunately. Hmm? So you come from a different plane. You don't have a formal sponsor, but that's all fine. We had faculty sponsorship for you. The main problem for you is that those people over in Akamoros don't recognize you as an accredited adventurer. What, what, what does that mean? The, uh, each, each region for the instructors have a list of things they view as accredited event, adventuring events to allow them to be instructors in different disciplines. I know, it sounds crazy, but I'm just going by what the accreditation forms say. Under yours, Akamoros does not recognize heroism, 
rescuing individuals in distress or brokering peace between long-standing factions as adventures. What? So, in short, they don't think that you're an actual adventurer yet. I have been wandering these many plains for years. Yeah, I tried saying that to those folks over in Akamaru. So you heard what they said? They don't care. So I'm left here thinking of an idea, but then I saw I saw a little thing in their bylaws. They do recognize recovery of artifacts of great magical, cultural, or historical value as adventures, which leads me to what our job is for today. So are there any other questions before I start talking about the job I need you all to do for me? And no, nothing about the weasel there, Sophia. I wasn't gonna. Is this like going to be a death experience or is this going to be one of those things where we're going to like be okay or? That depends on your abilities, but I wouldn't call you up if I didn't, one, have to as compelled by accreditation and, and two, trust in your capabilities as Heroes to be or already existing heroes. So you should be fine. If this audit comes down on the wrong side of the tracks, is the reputation of the student body going to be in danger? Not so much the student body as the entire academy, its uh, staff, and it can lead us to causing some sort of multi-faction war centered right on this location. So the stakes aren't that high. Don't worry about that. Sounds heavy. Also, you won't get transfer credits. That is very true. Oh, don't get me started at transfer credits. I did not realize how devious some of these people were about that stuff, but that's for another time. What are your plans for this institution? I mean, I find it kind of suspicious that, you know, you've been here for how long? A couple of years, but nobody's seen your mug before. Before I came here, I would go about and procure artifacts from those that were misusing them or otherwise squandering them so I could study them and understand them better. At some point, I realized that this is one of the best locations to do such work, so I found a way to get myself instilled as the headmaster. Now, this is for the audience. Uh, the, the main mechanic of D&D, as far as you, the listening person, has to be concerned with is mm -hmm. we want to do something, we have to roll a dice, and then we have to know if we did good or not. Good is usually on a scale of 1 to 20. 1 is a botch, which means we messed up as bad as we can. Mm -hmm. 20 crit, we did as good as you can. And then 10 is average-ish. This is a good time for someone to do an insight check. Because if you keep asking I, I was this actually, game, I was, I was just about to do that. Yeah. Dunneman, Dunneman trusts him unquestioningly, so he's As not rolling. As the inquisitive <laughs> mind that I am. All right, go ahead and roll insight. Okay. Um, I have forgotten how to roll dice in the d20. There we go. We, yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so I get a plus five for insight. That's terrible. Uh, it's a 10. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, here's the thing. As far as you can tell, nothing that Orin has been saying appears to be um, duplicitous or uh, mm -hmm. uh, deceitful. Everything he seems to be saying to you seems to be forthright and honest. I'm also, I am also now going to roll an investigation to assess the state of his office. Okay? <laughs> uh -huh. mm. That's much better. 24. All right. The office is everything except for the desk in front of him is fairly meticulously put together. It's well appointed. It has various little items and you might even catch little journals that seem to have handwritten bindings indicating past exploits by the gnome. 
On the table itself are stacks of papers, and these papers are pretty well organized, but it really speaks to, if you were to peer at any of them, you could see they are just long, tedious forms with lots of spots to be signed, and even some of them say credentials, accreditation, uh, and have different seals for different countries. There's about 10 different uh, nations represented on the table in front of him. Does he have one of those long plastic tubes that weasels like to play in? Uh, yes, of course he does. Hell yeah, I love this dude now. I would really appreciate it if there was like, you know, an old timey pneumatic tube system <laughs> that the weasel would just like climb into and they get like whisked away. And then like a couple of seconds later, just like get whisked back. Oh, God. Um, is there anything else you want to ask off the record there, Scoops? Scoops just sort of like shakes his head and mutters, people have a right to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Orin will pull out an envelope and turn it over to the closest person to him who can accept it, which is going to be Sophia, since she is, you know, edging closer to get to that weasel, I assume. Grand Theft Weasel. <laughs> Always be getting that weasel. <laughs> um, and uh, motions for you to open it up. I do so. I'm trying to find where my um. So we're using roll twenty to roll dice, and also we're using uh, the D and D Beyond sketch. If you want to explain what that is for our character sheets, you kind of turned us onto this thing. I'm trying to find my alignment. Uh, your alignment would be underneath your description tab. Description. Your alignment is listed as neutral good. All right, neutral good. It means I want to do good, but I'm also going to steal weasels. <laughs> it's a little bit more on the chaotic side, but sure, whatever. <laughs> Uh, as you open the, the, the envelope, you pull out a couple of papers, and they have some written instructions and some coordinates and other descriptions on it. And Oren will proceed to explain. What I'm looking for is a tome of great information that is relevant to my research and, in all honesty, the research in this academy. It is located in an abandoned library that is currently in stasis. And the stasis is to protect it after the event that happened in Ilium a little while back. I, every time you say the event in Ilium or the gods died, I just imagine myself in post editing, editing in Lauren saying, oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orwin says that the goal for you all is to locate the library, enter it, recover the tome and return it here. I already have these forms. And he holds up these four separate papers that all have different things filled out on them, certifying that you've done the job once the item is returned, after which all legal matters have been resolved and everything will be perfect. Scoop licks his thumb and says, what's the name of this book? That needs to be discovered as part of the quest. Wait, so you're sending us to a library uh -huh. to look for a book? Uh-huh. In a library. Uh-huh. But you don't know the name of the book. I've already said this before, Scoops. It's part of the accreditation. If I tell you everything where it is, it doesn't count as a quest. <laughs> I am certain that the head I am certain that Headmaster Aura knows what he is doing. Nothing bad's ever happened in a library in Dice Funk history. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> if what if you want, it can be found under the name The Tome of Location. Wait, so the Tome of Location has the location of the Tome that we are looking for, or the Tome of Location is what we are looking for? It is a Tome of Information about Location, but other than that, 
we need to get our hands on it directly to ascertain its contents. We definitely need to find it, because then it'll give us the location of the Tome of Location, which we then will need to find. <laughs> well, are there further questions you have about this matter before I send you off? I have a 15 intelligence. Why am I playing Anne? <laughs> I really need you're just, to. You're just slipping back into old habits, Austin. I know. All right. Yeah. Um, if you want to, while you're holding that stuff, uh, Sophia, you can actually take a look over the papers, and one of them has uh, coordinates kind of outlined in it. If you want to, you can roll um, a history, investigation, nature, or survival to try to ascertain information about what that location is pointing to. Um, let me check real quick. Uh, history, I have proficiency in. Mm -hmm. As an anthropologist who studies many cultures, I have a keen interest in such matters. I botched. <laughs> you're looking on the back of the map. <laughs> you, you you look you look at the coordinates and you're absolutely certain that this that this location is about an eight day travel outward, based on the coordinates that are listed on it. Okay, well I'm gonna give all the papers and stuff to the ranger uh, whose name I have right here, Danaman. Yes, and um, I'm gonna hand all that stuff to you, and I'm gonna be like, "That's your job, buddy." <laughs> All right, uh, Danaman, if you wish to, you can uh, roll either history, investigation, nature, or survival to ascertain. Uh, how do I roll dice in this? It'd be a slash R space and then the dice nomenclature like D20 plus, in your case, four for yes, survival. that's what we're going to do. A survival roll of... Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Scoops is just gonna grab the. I do not know how to read maps. <laughs> there's a now, so so we've had two botches in a row, and the second botch, Danaman comes to the same but opposite conclusion <laughs> that uh, Sophia does, where basically it's eight days travel in the opposite direction, somehow over water. We're gonna get lost in this academy and starve to death in a hallway. Scoops is gonna, <laughs> Scoops is gonna grab the portfolio out of Danaman's hands and just go, "Give me that, you book," and I'm gonna roll investigation. 19. Scoops, once he gets his hands on the notes, looks them over, and after a few, like, long seconds questioning your own existence about this, you come to the stark realization that the coordinates are the Sharp Point Academy itself. Uh, uh, this can't be right. Hmm? Ex excuse me? These, these coordinates is, well, they're, it's here. Oh, how convenient. That means it's so much easier for you to get this done by the end of day now, isn't it? Well, at least we don't have to walk far. My plates is killing me. The location, if you want to talk to any instructors or otherwise about it, though you have to be careful who you talk to, they called it the Archive. But at this point, I and JJJ have to deal with a few other matters at hand, unless there's any of the questions you have. I'm looking at you, Sophia. Why? You want JJJ to go with you for a little bit, don't you? I mean, obviously. <laughs> That's because not saying. Fine, fine. Just be careful with him. He's a good boy. Alright, so it's, you said it's a weasel. Any particular kind? Is he a mink? Is he a stoat? A least weasel? A ferret? What? 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 What do you think he is? What would you call oh, him? I want a least weasel. Then you got a least weasel there. 
their name is deceptive. They are the most a weasel can be. <laughs> yeah. So like so with that with that like there's a little motion from Orin and and JJJ just sort of you know hops across the table and just up your arm. I already won this quest, bitches. <laughs> this is a temporary thing, Sophia. <laughs> he should be helpful if necessary. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in any, in any case, uh, you are, you, uh, he will then just dismiss you to send you on out of his office. Um, the other papers that you have while you were looking over the stuff there, Scoops, you have the coordinates that point to that the library is within Shardpoint Academy somewhere. You also have some information with a depiction of what the book looks like, including the name Tome of Location written on the cover. Okay. Um, as well as some other information about where in the archives you should be able to find the book once you locate it. All right. Now you are outside of the headmaster's office and you are asked to find where this lost library, the archive, happens to be. Well, he's a real wet sock. Listen, and Scoops turns around very dramatically to face the instructors. You two know the lay of the land around here probably better than me and uh, Marlos. So, who should we ask about this archive? I am going to the teacher's lounge. Well, that seems like a reasonable place to start. We should set up a point for us to reconvene after each of us has investigated. Are we splitting the party? That's a notoriously good thing to do. This is real early to split the party. (laughs) Or you can follow me to the teacher's lounge, whatever. (laughs) I'm following Dandeman. He has twice as many legs as I do, so he's twice as trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, the majority of the legs, are, uh, no matter how we split the group, the majority of the legs are going to be with me. So obviously you should get yeah. with the winning team. Yeah. 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 I-, I was going to say, uh, initially, my initial design for this adventure was just going to be all rope climbing challenges. But then, God damn it. <laughs> but then Nick made a, a centaur, so I'm like, shit, I can't do that. <laughs> so funny if you did we would just had american gladiators instead of an actual adventure all right so are all you going along with danim into the teacher's lounge let's make tracks and find the lowdown <laughs> yeah i guess I'll, yeah i'll go all right um now at this point are there any particular instructors that you might be looking for uh any particular subjects or individuals that you can think of yes i'm going to find my friend horgrim who is a dwarven teacher who teaches advanced treasure nometry Okay, so how do you spell that name? Uh, H-O-R-G-R-U-M-M. Okay, Orgrim. Got it. Oh, man, I should have thought of a really fun fantasy class. Advanced Treasuronomy is a great fake thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, as you head, you head over to the teacher's lounge, and, and Horgrim is pretty much there as usual, um, if only because the tedium of treasuronometry is, is very intensive, especially during lectures, and... It is about midday right now. It's about noonish. So he is there. He is enjoying his lunch and he sees you and he will regard you as, ah, Danaman, what brings you and these others to the teacher's lounge today? My friend, we are on a great, on a journey of great importance. Well, not so much a journey because we don't have far to go as far as I know. A mission of great import. Oh, is that so? Well, on instruction from the headmaster himself. Oh, the headmaster. What do you know about this? Oh, wait. About, about what? The, you, you can continue finishing your sentence there. The chief. The boss. The butter and egg man. 
He fancies himself some manner of detective. <laughs> I ain't no dick. I'm a journalist, son. All, all I know about the headmaster is that the current headmaster basically showed up on the same day that he became headmaster, and there was no ceremony, there was no procedure. He just was the headmaster abruptly. That's not suspicious or nothing. I don't know, I trust him. I say, a least weasel biting my <laughs> eye socket. <laughs> he gave me this fun pet. Why is there any reason to, other than he's friendly? <laughs> so, what does this quest pertain, Danaman? We seek a part of the uh, of the academy that I have not heard of sin uh, since I became an instructor here. It is called the Archives. Ah, the Archive. We haven't... Ah, the, yes, the Archive Singular. Yes, that is what makes it so peculiar. I think it's pronounced Archive? It, there are some that call it the Archive. <laughs> that's, they, that's usually what they say to the freshmen to make them never find the location. <laughs> that's fair. But the, ar we, the Archive is because we have the libraries, but there's only one archive that is for longer held items that are not in common rotation but we haven't been we haven't used that for a good for a good little while since well whatever happened over at ilium from what we've been told since the incident incident <laughs> the incident we shall we do not talk about the incident whoopsie there is a <laughs> you can speak with one of the librarians i know his name is lee opan and he will he can give you some insight since he did used to work in the archives before it was uh evacuated did something untoward happen in this archive <laughs> i don't know too much about that lee would know more than i with respect to that what kind of item we be are you being asked to recover a manner of tomb so that many that i know of that would be that precious in the archives myself. But then again, I'm, as a treasurologist, tomes have a <laughs> limited amount of value. It's a, treasurology is the fine intersection between jewelry, weaponsmithry, armorsmithry, and other related crafts. And not so much in making, but so much identifying effectively and reliably. Yes, yes, Orgrim. You can uh, now is not the time to recruit two students for your class. <laughs> I'm always recruiting. It's hard sometimes. ABR always be recruiting. Also, what is our so Daniman and I are yes. professors. What are your professors of? I said anthropology for me. Uh, foreign cultures and travel. Daniman is very adept at travel, despite and and his students view his class as a quote multicultural experience in his accent alone. <laughs> <laughs> Those were their words, not mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, All right. So, but uh, Horacom's like, is there anything else I can help you with? You should speak to my cousin. He's an alchemist. He might give you some things of help with. You're, wait, we hired your cousin too? No, no, no. It's, he, he's an alchemist. He can, make some, he can probably give you some items of help there. But does he work at the academy? Yes, of course. <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> Just hiring entire families. There's not too many of us in the academy. Only the best in our respective fields. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all that treasureology doesn't hurt, you know what I'm saying? 
I will refuse to answer any further questions about that subject matter from you, Sophia. (laughs) (laughs) You want to pet this soft snake? I'm fine, thank you. It's real wiggly. I can tell. (laughs) She's like holding out her her arm and and the weasel's like digging its fangs into her wrist. You want to pet it? (laughs) All right. So you guys want to go talk to the alchemist or the librarian? Well, since his friend Horgrim suggested that they go and speak with his cousin, that's what Dynamon wants to do first. All right, that's a vote from you and me. So that's two. We win. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's various branches at the school, and one of them deals with more or less crafting and creation, since item creation was a strong point of shard point for a while back. And within there, there is the there is an alchemy room, and there's currently a class going on, but one of the teachers in the room is very much a dwarf. Uh, none of the other ones are dwarfs. So I'm sorry, just very much a dwarf. Like, you introduce a character, like, not really much of a dwarf. As dwarves go. <laughs> as far as dwarves go, he's very much a dwarf. And so we just roll up in the middle of the class, and I'm like, class dismissed, no homework, bye. Well, well, hey, 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 no, no, we're, we're not dismissed here, everyone. Just stay calm. Listen. I'm a professor, got- you're dismissed. So am I, and I'm their professor, so just, like, let me run my... I, I can only imagine that she has already lost control of the classroom. <laughs> I just start picking up people's books and chucking them into the hallway. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be chill and laid back, I'm not so an anarchist. Sorry. A demon takes hold of me when I play d d <laughs> Austin, you're not on tenure yet, okay? You gotta keep in mind. You're not tenured yet. You gotta keep it cool, man. I don't know how to, I don't know how to act. <laughs> uh, in any case, the um, uh, the uh, as the as the other instructors kind of corral the students back in, the dwarf approaches you and with his really laid back head, who's like, "Oh man, this is getting to be a bit wild here." Anyways, what's, what's up, family? What's going on? My renegade trigger got <laughs> stuck in. I can't stick it. <laughs> you know, you know, there's something. There's something to be made to help out with that, is, you know. Uh huh. Is it weed? What are you? What are you, are you trying to sell me? Drugs? <laughs> no, fam. Just some good stuff here, you know. I like this guy. Just some, good, just some good stuff for brewing here in the alchemy labs. Oh, you're very much a dwarf. What's that supposed to mean, fam? Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I like him anymore. Someone else talk to this fool. <laughs> Hogram suggested we come and see you. Oh, yeah, cousin Hogram. It's great. Yeah, uh, I guess I should introduce myself. My name's Basco Sowers. It's nice to meet you. What? <laughs> Fantastic. Both in and out of character, I just spilled coffee on my tits. Thank you. <laughs> what does Hogram have with me now, fam? What's going on? We are in a. We are on an important mission to seek the archive and retrieve something from it. And Horgrim suggested that you might have something that would assist us on our most important and noble journey. Oh, that's cool, fam. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta here. stop calling us fam or I'm gonna scratch you. <laughs> Man. All of a sudden, that, la- that laid-back, cool teacher attitude just gone and has been replaced by, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> It's like, who can out-hippie the hippie here, you know? Yeah, I'm so, I'm full of <laughs> knives. That's the thing cats are. 
<laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, man, let me just uh, hook you up with some. We got uh, the students made some potions of healing earlier. We got some leftovers. Pretty sure we can hand them off to you. It's not a problem. We can't just go around accepting strange potions from people we don't know. I shall take it. Okay, I guess we are. <laughs> Danimin's, Danimin's uh, forthrightness has awarded him with three common potions of healing. There's just a sketchy wagon out back with a sign that says free potions on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The sketchy wagon's in the middle of the classroom, Austin. What do you think this is? Okay. Oh, that's what he's been having them doing for their lab sessions. Okay. This is not your grandma's D&D. Come on. Mm-mm. I was, I was, like, I was like, like, like trying to make like a random university slam. What do you think this is? Florida State? It's like random, <laughs> random university slam or something there. Yeah, you know, let's just make up a university, you know, a fake one, a fake stupid one. Scoops, Scoops is just gonna, like, whenever he's not talking and they're in a room, he just kind of, like, meticulously picks around everything and examines stuff. You're gonna find stuff in this classroom. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, that, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you do that, um, go ahead and just roll a dexterity check. If you're gonna do that, Johnny. Okay, so that's plus three. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. You don't drop anything of note while you're handling them. Um, Fantastic, uh, and nothing, nothing untoward comes from that. There. So, uh, are there is there anything else you want to talk to Basco Sowers about before um, Sophia kills him? <laughs> where he is? <laughs> well, if this is what uh, uh, Horm basically expected him to give us, then I feel as though we're done here. On his on his way out the door, Scoops turns to Basco and says, "I like your digs here, Sowers." And you got a pretty sweet handle. Yeah, thanks, fam. Uh, <laughs> just feel free to swing on by if you ever need anything else, or whether if you want to enroll for classes. We always could use some more alchemists around here, you know? And in traditional Dice Funk fashion, particularly for characters that I play, Scoops gives Basco Sowers the finger guns. Uh, Basco does not know what they mean. Oh. But doesn't seem to respond. <laughs> seems like, yeah, oh, cool, man, whatever. <laughs> to the librarian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there are <laughs> there's a few libraries kind of devoted to the different branches. But if you but uh, if you were to ask for where Lee Opan is, uh, you are directed to the specific library that they appear to be working in. Uh, <clears throat> I just uh, run up to upon- him like, hey, we're, listen- we're looking for the Marissa Tomei. Apparently it's in the Archive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austin, do you need an exorcist? <laughs> the actual secret quest is you guys are supposed to exorcise me, who's a demon this whole time. I've played games like that. <laughs> as, you enter the li- as you enter the library, there only seems to be a single person working behind the desk. It is sort of a, a tall Aarakocra. He looks to be more of a, a sort of an eagle or a hawk sort of variety of Aarakocra. Has nice bifocal set on, on top of his beak as he's looking over some wo- some books. How does that work? <laughs> hey. Listen, you got four legs. You figure it out. <laughs> All right. Scoops is going to walk up to the uh, this, this eagle at the desk and say, excuse me, uh, we're looking for a cat. And then he turns to uh, Sophia and goes, not like that cat, but a cat named Leo Pond. Uh, <laughs> meow. That would be me. 
I am Leopon. Ah, nice to meet you. I'm Scoops. I've heard about you, Scoops. <laughs> I've, I've read your writing in the paper. From my understanding, you're not supposed to be writing articles yet, but you, according to the uh, other editors, have an insatiable need to tell the truth and share the truth. Do people deserve to know. Know what? <laughs> the truth. Justice. <laughs> yes. In either case, what brings you to my quiet corner of the academy? Don't you just write the horoscope scoops? <laughs> Sometimes. That's what I did when I worked for the school paper, by the way. That ex that explains why my why my fortune for the past five months has been you will meet an investigator named Scoops and have an overwhelming <laughs> urge to tell him the truth. <laughs> That's how he gets you. It came true, didn't it? <laughs> Not yet, it did not. <laughs> Scoops has a tendency to write what he calls biop eds, which are like bio pieces, but they're also op eds at the same time. <laughs> How gross. <laughs> He's an innovator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Lee is just. Max. Yeah, so what brings you to my quiet corner of the academy here? We're trying to find a book in the Archive. I, I, I haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> we don't know much about Merlots so far. You're a half-elf. You're a monk. Does that just mean you like to punch people? What are you doing? What are you about? What are your hopes and dreams? Uh, I'm kind of quiet, and I only interject when I don't understand what's going on, so that is one of these points. <laughs> Look, word on the grapevine is you can help us find this. And Scoops makes big finger quotes, really exaggerated. goes, Archive. God, I'm so glad that caught on. <laughs> I do not understand why everyone is mispronouncing it. The word was never written down for us to read. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly are we looking for if it's not an archive? Lee just sort of like blinks a few times. He appears to be a fairly old Arakokra, all things considered, and says, in any case, if you're looking for, I'm assuming the Archive is what it is, correct? Yeah, Jack. My name's not Jack. <laughs> it's a turn of phrase. It's not my name is what it is. We got a real stick in the mud here, Scoops. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll loosen them up. <laughs> All right. I, just... Oh, jeez. One second here. Just... Mm-hmm. What's it's going to be a real ring-a-ding-ding, -ding, if you know what I mean. I do not. <laughs> the Arakokra just sort of marks, I am well into my late 20s here, so you'll have to excuse <laughs> slow behavior with respect to this matter. I worked there in the archive for a while, in my youth, back when I was a mere early 20s bird. How long does you guys live? Uh, I want, uh, let's see here. Hmm. I think they're like 30, right? He's just a guy who's been in his 20s through college. That's why he's so worn out. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely fair. Big mood. Lee just says, I worked there for a while, but now I'm here for the last bits of my life doing what I can to ensure things are in order. Well, you know, we don't want to wreck the place up. We're just trying to find it. Is that a threat? 
No. Why would you bring up wreck? I, I said we're not trying to wreck the place up. We're just trying to find it. Why would you bring up wrecking up the place if it wasn't a threat? I was trying to assure you that we wasn't going to wreck the place up. You're a strange one. People tell me that. Hmm. You shred it, Wheat. Are you wearing a trilby, Scoops? Oh, you bet I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get a very clear image of this guy. <laughs> with a with a card with a card in the hat band that very very like poorly handwritten and misspelled on the side says what you can only assume press. It's very official looking. Don't question it. But in any case, what what requires your attention in the archives? We have been sent on a mission from the headmaster himself to find the Tome of Location. The Tome of Location? Hmm. I haven't heard that in a while. Not since. Since you were in your early 20s. Not since the incident. <laughs> since well before the incident, for that matter. Oh, sorry. Not since the accident. <laughs> 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 Not since the event. <laughs> but um, he's like, there, at the moment, the archive is closed off. It's been in stasis for a few years at least. Is there a way to get past the stasis? Uh, there's one individual who was involved with putting the library in stasis. It was the various uh, abjurers who worked in, well, that wing of the academy. <sighs> Thinking here. Are you certain that you wish to go into the archives, though? Scoop suspiciously looks to the left and right and says, The new chief is very, very interested in this tome of location. Would you know why? I want you all to, I want the group as a whole to roll a persuasion check. Just as a whole. That's a 16 for scoops. Oh, God. Five. Okay. I'm too busy blowing raspberries on the least weasel. <laughs> All right. 13. Yay, I didn't have the lowest roll. Right, despite Sophia's best effort, <laughs> you actually get the bird to sort of settle up in his chair a little bit and leans in. And he says in his, in his deep voice, if that's the case, I must... Note to you that when we had to evacuate, we had to leave things as they were. There are spells that were active there, and some of the archivists that worked uh, had to leave things behind, including one who left his pet spider behind. So you might want to keep an eye out for that one. More pets, more pets, more pets. Scoops, <laughs> Scoops taps the side of his nose three times, tips his hat, and nods. I, I'm not sure what that motion's supposed to mean. <laughs> what there. are you sending him a baseball signal? <laughs> <laughs> steal the base, steal the base. I can't steal third if I'm on first base. <laughs> <laughs> not with that attitude. He, uh, Lee will then just say if you're you can, interested you can do in dropping, you dream of. <laughs> dropping the stasis, you'll need to talk to at least one of the abjurers who worked at the time. There's a woman there. She is an Aladrin. Her name is Meldamir, and she should be able to help you if you give her this. And uh, he pulls out a small card and uh, 
just quickly writes a little note on it. It's very hard to read for anyone who tries to read it. But he offers it up to eeny, meeny, miny scoops. Da-na-na-na. You got Zelda's notes. <laughs> can I discern what language you can? Can I discern what language it's written in? Uh, it's written in common. All right. But just illegible. It's, it's a doctor's signature kind of quality thing, you know? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So in this little goose chase you've been running around, you're now given a name of a person who can help get you into the library, it seems. A person by the name of Meldemir. Let's go find this Abercrombie. <laughs> the, abjur- the abjurers work in a, in a few different <laughs> positions. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just hit me what Johnny did. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> a nice job there. I, I, do, I saw that word, that freaking list you gave me. I'm like, when the hell are you going to fit that word in somewhere? In case anybody is interested, while I am playing Scoops, I have a pretty definitive list of slang from the 1930s. I'm so proud of you. You're you're just gonna you're gonna hear me say like you have heard me probably say some things already in this in this D and D session that you're like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like I was really proud that I managed to fit butter and egg. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I literally thought that was nonsense. <laughs> no, but butter and egg man is apparently supposed to be like the man the man with the cash. Yeah. So like when I was yeah when I was referring to uh, uh, the chief the headmaster as the butter and egg man <laughs> very good very good well the abjuration branch um incidentally is a branch that has like large windows that are out facing because since these are the people who can do wards and shields they need to be able to see any threats that might be coming into the academy um in there there is only one aladrin that you can find uh you can tell because like any aladrin uh, her eyes are just a solid there's just sort of a solid blue with no uh, pupils to be found. That's creepy. Um, and she, I mean, all Adrian are like that. So, so she she is basically at some desk doing some work. Uh, fortunately, since at least two of your instructors, at least, uh, this is easy. It's easy enough to get into here with the students, just because. You're being escorted around by instructors is an easy thing to do. If you're all students, it'd be a lot harder, actually. <laughs> but anyways, you see this, you see this, um, she looks fairly young. She's probably no older than her in her early 100s, you know, something that range, maybe 130 at oldest. Is she sitting at a desk? Yes. I'm going to lean against the desk. Uh-huh. And just stare at her. She, uh, she doesn't look up from her, her what she's writing in. She's basically doing some writing and some books, it looks like. Her attention seems to be fairly focused on that. Excuse me. Uh, we need some help getting into the archive. <laughs> and <laughs> this is all I have gathered so far. So anybody else want to fill in the blanks? Uh, Scoops, Scoops takes off his hat. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I d- and then procures procures the card from uh, uh, his his breast pocket, uh, extends it out to out to her, and says, uh, "Mr. Leo Pan said that you might be able to assist us." Oh, oh, Mr. Opan, um, you said the the archive, right? Actually, she said the archive, but that is what she meant. <laughs> right. Um, tell her about the Marissa Tomei. <laughs> 
Oh, God. The power of Christ compels you, Austin. <laughs> I normally wouldn't do this, but if Mr. Opon is making requests for it, I suppose I can help. Uh, he seems like a swell bird. He, he is... He is very fine, and he is fairly robust despite his old age right now, so. See, that was a pun. <laughs> I, I, I don't follow your lingo that much. Uh, that was, sorry, that was out of character there. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, uh, my name is Mel Demir, or you call me Melda or Mel. Um, uh, I'm... I'm from the Valamin family, and I've been here for graduate studies in abjuration. So I was here when we had to put the archive into stasis, and I'll be happy to remove the stasis field for you all, though I can only keep it down for probably a few hours at a time. Ooh, time to mission. So what happens if we're in the archive when... The stasis thing reactivates. Oh, you'll be frozen in there until I have enough ability to bring down the barrier again, which would not be for at least another day or so. More time to pet the spider. You would be frozen <laughs> in place during the entire time. Not if I'm petting it. Not if I'm petting it when it reactivates. <sighs> I'll be I'll be frozen mid pet. Oh my god, Austin. She is not wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, I for, I completely, Sophia. Oh, it's you. I, I've been so enra I've been so wrapped up in these papers I need to write. I barely recognized you. <laughs> That's how recognition works. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> she wasn't even looking at it directly the entire time because she was basically oh, okay. she was looking at scoops. Mostly, and then back at the mm -hmm. monk, and then she finally looked at you when you're commenting about petting the spider. And okay, so it's just besides, you didn't make yourself really known until you talked about petting the spider. So it's kind of your identifying feature, yeah. Yes, uh, petting things is petting animals that don't belong to you, apparently. But <laughs> oh, that makes it so much sweeter, you know what they say. Yeah. Food tastes better when you don't pay for it, and animals are softer when they're not yours. <laughs> but uh, Meldamir then moves to stand from where her desk is, and she motions for you to follow her as she heads off you know, with a certain degree of certainty out of the abjurer's wing and towards where she seems to know where things go. So, Yeah, we follow her. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions for her while you, while you travel, you can ask them of her, of course. Yes, we do. Um, I'm actually looking at my stuff. I speak a variety of languages. Mm -hmm. I, I really focused on that when building this character sure. because the idea is as an anthropologist, I was very into like mm -hmm. studying other cultures and like living with them for long periods of time. That's where I like learned to shoot a bow was like living amongst. Um, I have goblin, orc, and elvish mm -hmm. as my languages in addition to common. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got to pet all their animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god, you wouldn't believe what kind of animals the goblins have. They're wild mad over there. So do you speak to, are you going to speak to Meldemir and Elvish, I take it? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. So if, if we know each other, we're both professors and we're both mm -hmm. uh, hot, single young ladies who are out in the town. Um, uh -huh. Does she go by uh, Professor Valamin, you said? Uh, to the students, yes. She goes by Professor Valamin. 
Um, to the co-worker, she either goes by Meldemir, Melda, or Mel, depending on how casual they want to be with her. Okay, so walking behind her, petting the least weasel, I'm going to say an elvish, Hey Mel, do you trust this headmaster guy? We people we keep asking around, and it just everyone keeps hitting how shady this dude seems. Oh, you're you mean headmaster wait? Yeah, I have his weasel. Um, yes, which probably means he's hearing you talking about him right now. I'm gonna whisper to the weasel, shh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> shh, don't listen. But but even if that even if he wasn't spying on us, yes. I do trust him fairly well. I'm going to take two claws and push the weasel's ears closed. (laughs) Just give him little ear muffs and be like... You you, got to be careful because if you do any damage to it, he will die immediately. I know. I'm being very gentle. I just push... Okay, okay. I just push his... You know how they have the ears and you just close them up? Just close them up? And I'm like... Despite... But really, though... Despite the unusual nature of him gaining the headmastership, he has been pretty much as good as any other headmaster. There's been no weird controversies. There have been no catastrophes with him around. And he doesn't seem to be abusing his power in any notable way, at least as far as I can tell. Okay. I take my fingers off the, the weasel's ears and I say, so what happened to the, the Archive? What was the accident or the incident, the event? Why did you guys freeze it? The happening. We we froze well. We froze it because um, after what happened in Ilium and the gods died. Oops. There was there was a concern about the nature of how various magic was working, and there was there was an experiment some people were doing. Something seemed to go wrong, and I think everyone just had a knee jerk reaction and responded a bit too quickly to just shut everything down until things could be sussed out better. Okay, so it's not like unfreezing that room is going to resume some cataclysmic explosion or something. It's mostly just a bunch of nerd shit. Uh, yes, that's probably the best way to describe it. I just, like, look back to the group. I'm like, it's fine. It's a bunch of nerd shit. I'm go. I'm going to say back in Elvish. Got it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we can all speak Elvish, huh? <laughs> yeah, Scoops is, Scoops is not going to let on that he just understood that. Uh, yeah, I'm Wait, also... Who here does not speak... I speak Elvish. Every, everyone here speaks Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> everyone speaks Elvish in this group here. <laughs> Let's use our secret twin language. About <laughs> your your heart's in the right place, Austin. That everyone knows. That was really but, good. But but Meldemir mentions, yeah my my father had to get my father and family had to get involved over there for a little bit. But the entire time I was studying here. And wasn't able to really see anything first person. Wait, your father? Martin, was it? <laughs> no, no, no. Hmm. My father. My father's Elias Valamin. He's the archmage over in the Feywild. My brother was involved more directly over there, Mardis. Hmm. I look directly into the camera like I'm on the office. <laughs> and just continue walking. Funnily enough, before the whole thing... I was his younger sister, but now I'm his older sister due to time oddities that happened, but... Damn, it do be like that, though. But that's a whole other set of stories for a different time. If only there was some way for people who might be listening to access those stories. There'll be another time for (laughs) stories and fan art in a different time, but 
They deserve to hear those stories. They deserve to know <laughs> the truth. Hey, Danovan, how are you doing with these stairs? I didn't know you could go downstairs, <laughs> you know, the way your legs bend. Actually, the rules about centaur only preclude them from climbing ropes, not stairs. So no check necessary. I imagine he'd be able to do it sideways. You know? Yeah, I guess. I just, that's the thing people say about cows is they can't go downstairs because their legs don't bend that way. They find a way. That's all I'm going to say. Centaurs find a way. <laughs> cows find a way. Okay. Uh, anyways, before too much longer, you're standing and a, before a fairly unassuming arch that just has the letter A above it. And a. the. And there is a door that, when opened by Meldemir, you see just sort of like a solid wall of sort of blue beyond it. Okay, at this point, I'm going to suspend the stasis so that you can move in and move about. She's going to suspend the suspension. The suspension, yes. I'm glad you picked up on that. In the meantime, I'll have to stay out here to maintain the spell and also to ensure that no one else enters. But when you leave, I'll reset the stasis and close the door so that this place can remain as it's supposed to be for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I just want to uh, establish that even though I'm an instructor in a university, I currently have a longbow and arrows with me. Yep. I'm a, a mm -hmm. arcane archer. So they're magic. I don't know what excuse I'm using to carry those around, but it's D&D. &D, so I mean, I, I, mean, you're in, you, I mean, here's the thing. You're an instructor. There are rules and bylaws that you follow with respect to weapons. People, there's, there's eldritch knights and arcane tricksters that have to carry weapons to do some of their stuff for training. And it's a matter of you are allowed to carry items like that around as long as you are an employee or student up until you abuse your ability to carry those items around, at which point punitive actions must occur. Must occur. Yeah. So they wag your, they wag their finger at you. Yes. There's, there's, there's once you get to three finger wags though, <laughs> then you get a stern letter after the stern letter is a recommended, uh, recommended punitive coursework that has to be done after again. Just, and then the warnings, this. then there's another three warning system, but the warnings are elevated to tisks. So if you get three, yeah, yes, and then that's very stern head shaking. It's a very, very rigorous system here. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> once the hands are on the hips, then you know you're in trouble. Does anybody else have any interesting items with them that maybe the audience wasn't picturing this whole time we were just talking to people in a school? Uh, I, I have a Yikawa, which is a freaking spear. So it's a that's how you would describe it. It's a freaking spear to distinguish it's a it weird from a spe spear. It's a weird spear. D&D is so. a game of many things, including pole arms. Yeah. OK, it's a D&D &D pole arm. It's not a real pole arm. I so. am equipped with a dagger and a sling, which I call my heater. <laughs> I, just, I don't know who's side there, but I love you. <laughs> that was me. Uh, so the only thing that I have currently on me are a uh, a candle and pants. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not wearing a shirt. Hell no. Why would I? I'm a male half elf. Come on now. I'm sexy as hell. <laughs> So you've just been f topless this entire adventure. I feel like that was important and you kept it from me. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even realize you were doing like model poses in the background this entire time. <laughs> that's that's that 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 explains the uh, the reason why Merlos, despite the 16 wisdom, just doesn't pay attention to anything. <laughs> that's right. Too busy with the poses. That's right. 
There's actually been an Abercrombie and Fitch uh, photo shoot going on in the background this entire time. The world's laziest monk. That's exactly how I describe Merlos. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> After uh, Meldamir has given you sort of the, cl- the, the situation and outline of what's going to happen, uh, she does an incantation, does a motion. Uh, anyone who is well attuned with magic could figure out that she's doing some sort of abjuration spell of sorts. And the blue sort of wall sort of fades off and allows you to enter through the arch. I'll go first, guys. I speak elf. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes you unique in this party. (laughs) As you enter the grand entryway to the Sharpoint archives, even in this modest of introductions to the library, the walls are lined with bookshelves that span from the floor to the ceiling, lined end to end with books of all kind. The tomes on the shelves appear old, and the webs that shroud them appear older still. Aside from the arch you passed through to reach this entryway, there is a desk and a lone door behind it, along with a recess in the wall nearby, covered by a wire mesh of some sort. Uh, investigation? Sure. All right. You can, ro- you can roll investigation to infer some stuff about the world around you. That's what I'm doing. 17. Okay. Five. I've rolled a five many, many times. Okay. Um, Austin, you're holding us back. <laughs> I really am. As you uh, examine around, it confirms what I mentioned earlier. The uh, uh, when you look at the shelves, like you look at the you look at the books on the shelves, and they seem like they're pretty weathered and old. But the cobwebs look remarkably old, as if they had been disturbed for a decade plus. So you th- you're saying it was webby before this place got stasised? Yes. Stasized? Oh, yes. Uh, you You would suspect that this thing was webified while it was still in use as an archive, from what you rolled there, Johnny. Mm. All right. Scoops is going to turn to face the party and say, all right, give me a second. I got something that might help us in this shindig. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual. Mm-hmm. Which I believe means that I don't have to burn a spell slot. Is that right? You'll it'll, it'll take you ten minutes to do so. So in that ten minutes, some other stuff is going to yeah yeah that's might that's happen okay. here. So I'm going to go um, ahead and roll. In that ten minutes, I'm going to walk around the various bookshelves and pose as I look at the books. Uh, if you look at the books, the books contain a variety of topics. Go ahead and roll perception for me as you do that. Nine. <laughs> okay. Um. So you roll something here, okay? Um, oh boy! I was I, don't just ignore that twenty six I just rolled. Um, Danaman, <laughs> Thanks, uh, roll perception as well as you uh, uh, as you are checking around the 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 room, the entryway. Go ahead and roll perception for me. Wait, do I need to roll perception again, or am I just good? No, 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 no. You rolled your perception. You're, you're not dead yet, okay? <laughs> not-, not yet. Twenty one. Right. Okay. Um, so what happens in this case here is the following, uh, one last, one last roll I'm going to ask for, let's see here, for Sophia, roll perception for me, please. 20. Hmm. Nice. That's my best roll. Congratulations, Austin. You beat the slump. What happens is while, uh, while Scoops is sitting down and trying to work on casting, de- uh, detect magic as a ritual, um, 
both Danaman and Sophia are not noticing too much else about the room. The air is fairly still. But then above Merlos, they see a figure moving along the wall, down along the wall towards where Merlos is. Oh, no, it's a wall master. It's going to drag you up into the abyss and you have to start the room over. Either that or a spider. One of the two. <laughs> Uh, you're right. You're you're right. The the wall master you wouldn't be able to see if you didn't have an eye of truth. So uh, I guess it is a spider. Yeah. Now you two are basically on the other side of the room, away from uh, Merlos, who's you know who's who's away from the party to pose without any hindrance. You know. Absolutely. It's like it's like playing a uh, it's like playing a game on the Wii or like the Kinect. You got to make sure there's enough room around you, or else you're a hazard to people while you're posing. It's all about perspective. Yeah. So do uh, what do you do once you see this figure moving on the wall? Uh, so we know about the spider. Um, so I'm going to use my cantrip druid craft, mm-hmm. which allows me to do any number of small uh, naturey effects without uh, consuming a spell slot because it's a cantrip. Mm-hmm. Uh, one yep. of them is you create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect, mm-hmm. such as falling leaves, a puff of wind, the sound of a small animal, or the faint odor of skunk. I'm going to uh, specifically... Uh, conjure the call of a bird that eats spiders to try to scare it off. Okay. Uh, roll d20 for me. 19. Nice. Okay. Uh, instead of immediately attacking when a sound comes about that of a threat, uh, uh, the the spider, the, the figure, sorry. <laughs> the figure kind of shifts, kind of moves back up the wall in a manner that you, if you're looking at it straight on, Sophia, the manner that sort of retreats feels, it looks like it's kind of like a, like a pet that's sort of like uh, fearing that it's going to get like hit by a poor master or something like that. It's, like, it's, it's, it's retreating back out of fear of some sort. It hasn't been petted enough. Yeah, I think now I want to try good cop, bad cop. So the bird was bad cop. Here comes the good cop. I'm going to make an animal handling check, I think. Well, it, well, you're you're on the other side of the room, so that's going to be hard to do. Can I can I roll a nature to know what I could do to gain this animal's trust if it is a spider like I think? You go ahead, roll nature. Uh 4. <laughs> I die instantly. <laughs> you, 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 you just, just you just not much is coming to mind about it, but do you let anyone else around you know about what's going on? When I yeah, when I fail that very miserably, I say like Spiders here. It seems uh scared. Like it's a, it's a, it's more scared of us than we are of it. But still, get ready. And I pull out my longbow and I knock, knock an arrow just in case it gets frisky. I take I take one step back and 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 continue posing, ready to go. I will pull my longbow as well and knock an arrow. Do you want me to remind you something in particular about your character, Nick? Just kind of on the side. I've got a. I know I'm, I've been looking at my spells, but uh, you have one that is. You have one that's relevant for this situation here. I've got Hunter's Mark. Nope. No. <laughs> what a helpful DM. Oh, I cast Speak with Animals. <laughs> ah, okay. So let's let's roll this back a moment here. Oh lordy, lordy. <laughs> yes. Uh, God, libraries are the are like the Achilles heel of dice funk, aren't they? I'm a ranger, so I just think it's like I hit stuff, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I have magic." 
<laughs> yes, in the current season, we literally have a ranger who forgot she had spells for like 10 straight episodes. She's just like, I shoot stuff, right? And it's like, dog, you got so many spells. <laughs> it's fifth edition ranger, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, anyways, uh, we can roll back a little bit there. Uh, Daneman, what do you do once you're told that there's a spider around and you see Sophia like pull out her bow and I I say hold on a hold on a moment, uh, and then I'm going to to uh, cast speak with animals on myself. Okay, uh, you do so, and now uh, you assume that there is a spider in the shadow. Uh, do you call out in spider effectively? Yes. So uh, hang on. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm not sure if this is good, if this is a good idea for me to do this out, out of character. Uh, okay. So I am going to speak out into the darkness. Do not be afraid. We are not, we mean you no harm. We will not eat you. Oh, you speak elf too? <laughs> <laughs> Now, 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 everyone else hears like a sort of like a like a chittering sort of sound. Danman hears a voice that speaks out. Uh, uh, that that's okay. Um, that's a weird dialect you have. I'm not familiar with it though. And as you as you hear that voice, you see like this giant spider that's you know about the size of a person crawl down the wall above where Merlos is. I, I um, look at I look at I look at the professor and I go, do I punch it? Do I flex and punch it? <laughs> this is a genuine question. Well, of course you flex. No punching. I mean that's <laughs> hold the least weasel. That's the monk way. That's the monk way. Uh, uh, roll roll per- roll perception for me, Merlos. Just just roll perception for me. Twenty one. Okay, you see, like, what looks to be effectively a collar around what would be the neck region-ish Aww. on the spider. More pets, more pets. <laughs> and, 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 it has, and it has a word written on it in, uh, in Elvish, actually. I can read Elvish, like everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yes, that's, that's why I made it Elvish. Um, uh, and, it, and basically, just it comes out as Sess, like S-E-S-S is how it would be pronounced. I'm I'm gripping onto my maturity with both hands and just struggling <laughs> mightily not to be immature. Help me. Send send me your energy, uh, everyone. Can I, can I can I make an animal handling check and like reach out to pet it? Uh you you can you can roll animal handling, yes, to try to pet nope. it without scaring it. <laughs> uh as you sort of reach out, like oh, because boy. you were kind of flexing at it, it sort of retreats back, kind of scared. She botched, by the way. You can't see this, yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, just roll the one and failed to handle that spider, so it retreats back. I just keep flex I, as it as it as it retreats. I just keep flexing. That is a deeply mishandled animal. <laughs> no, well, uh, it's. I, I would say you can roll investigation or insight if you want to kind of infer whether that statement's even remotely true. Exactly how large is this spider, by the way? Uh, it's about like it's it's a it's it's a large creature, and that means man-sized. I believe I believe so, you said. Yeah, apparently the size of the it's person. like a it's like it's like horse-sized, you know, oh, at the upper threshold. Which incidentally is one of my favorite PJ e. Harvey songs, "Man-sized." 
Nice. Okay. Anyway, anyways, like I said, uh, scoops can roll an insight or investigation for me. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. I'm I, like I thought that I was kind of incommunicado while doing the ritual, but my investigation roll comes at a sixteen. Okay. I mean, like, no, no. This is just your yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so your your inference about this is less about if is a abused or mistreated pet. It's just shy. Yeah. Is the best way to describe it. All right. So I have arrow. So I have an arrow knocked. I see that uh, Merlos tries to pet the spider. It retreats. I'm gonna, you know, put, let the bowstring uh, chill a little bit, so I'm not like one inch away from shooting it if it's friendly. I think I have the least weasel in the quiver with my arrows, just chilling there. <laughs> he um, like hands you arrows. <laughs> yeah. The quiver slash weasel abode. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's, he's moving about and causing like the arrows to sort of jostle about in the quiver. Um, so now I'm going to use my druid craft to do, I guess, like, uh, it doesn't really, there's no restrictions on this. Tell me if this is too much, but I was thinking like spider pheromones of like comfort. Mm. I, I'll allow it. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it, it, it seems to calm down when you do that. Okay. Uh, there's no need for a check for that because it's not like. You know, oh, you're you're failing to be persuasive enough with your pheromones. Because that is how insects, uh, my understanding is, communicate. Like ants leave pheromone trails and stuff. Arachnids. <laughs> Spiders, not an insect. Hello. I'm not an insectologist, bitches. I'm an anthropologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, she, she's not a treasureologist either. Entomologist. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna run out of the the archive and go find the fucking shard point entomologist. We're gonna crack this one, boys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, Danny, do you say what do you say to um, what do you say to Cess now that you know his name is known at least to some, and right, right. he appears to be willing to communicate? Do not be frightened, Eddie Cessy. We mean no harm. I'm still flexing, FYI. Yeah, Jess, are you just playing the Mother Three character, the Barrier Trio, where they attack by flexing? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, uh, like Seth is gonna say, can you get that one away from me? I'm a, I'm a little frightened of of him. His raw sexuality. <laughs> go flex over there, please. Just just for a moment. <laughs> go go flex at the books or something. I, I'm gonna go over and I, I'm just gonna shoot him a look, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, this is for work study credit, God damn it, and then just go over and flex at the books. All you had to do was show up for like two shifts in, the, in a week and you would have been fine. But no, you had to be world's laziest monk. How are you still a student here? How are you a monk at all? Yeah, <laughs> I think that monk in this is just like uh, a, it's just another word for jock in the Shari Point Academy. Like Merlos is definitely on the football team. That's weird. Like the jocks thought were the would be the Eldritch Knights, but that's beside the point. We'll get to the the meta ethics of uh, college uh, shard point athletics in a different episode. That's fair. Uh, anyways, so Sass so Sass will respond. So what? This I've never seen any of you in here before. That's because none of us have been here before. Yes. Uh. <laughs> That's terrifying to hear in my ear. Your, your tone is a bit threatening, sir. <laughs> Professor, ask him about the Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask what the name of the professor who uh, had the pet spider was, because I can't remember. 
Uh, he didn't. Oh, he did not say it was his pet spider. He just said one of the archivists had a pet spider in there. Oh, we didn't. We never got the name. That's why. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say that I stopped flexing for a second and I just go, "Hey guys, aren't we here for some kind of book thing that belongs in a glass case?" Yeah, let me give it my. It's. I didn't actually see Venom, so I don't know if he talks like this through the whole movie or. Please. <laughs> 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 This is what I imagine it may sound like. As as long as you don't as long as you don't talk about turds in the wind, you'll be fine. Okay. I mean, I don't even know how how spiders poop. So, so. yeah, exactly. We are looking for a book, an important book. Uh, there's some pretty important books out here. I think. All we want to do is get it, and then. We're, we're leaving. That's basically it. Uh, 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 okay. But, um, yeah, my brothers and I are just chilling here for a bit. Oh, okay. And then, and then something happened. And then all of a sudden we see you all here. Well, of course, of course, for them, like, no time would have passed at all. So, Ex- exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Danaman, um, have you explained to them the space-time anomaly they've been trapped in? I'm sure they can grasp that easily. As yeah, creatures yeah, let's, with, uh, let's just you know, ignore that. <laughs> with creatures the brain the size of, like, three molecules, I'm sure they understand. Um, for those of you that are not talking with the spider, um, first and foremost, uh, Scoops, you're able to cast Detect Magic. Boom! And there are only two items in the area that seem to glow with magic of note. Mm-hmm. Well, three items, actually. Describe them to me. Uh, something seems to be glowing from the desk. You know, not the desk itself, but something from inside the desk. Mm-hmm. The uh, the mesh by the door exiting the room seems to glow. Now, when you, when you say the mesh by the door? Yeah, there's to the right of the door, there's like a little metal mesh panel of sorts that you can't, like, reach through. Right. That's glowing as well. So something, something like an air of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Or like a like a really fine chain link fence, or like a colander that's been cut out and then flattened out and then put up against there. However, you want to describe it. Now, it it's glowing itself, or something behind it glowing. Uh, it's glowing. It is glowing, and then uh, the collar, Cess's collar, is glowing. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna relay this information to the party. <laughs> and the uh, other thing that can be done is intelligence checks from. Sophia and uh and from Merlos. Sixteen. Nope. <laughs> I also botched. It's fine. But it, it's we okay. Had, it's okay. Oh, man, we've had two botches two times we've had two botches in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is, this is mm-hmm. not the best rolling I've ever seen on dice <laughs> It's okay. This was not a group check. This is just to see if either one of you had a high enough check. And in this case, uh Sophia did. So, Sophia, Me. Uh, in the realm of nerd stuff, there's one thing that a bunch of nerds likes to do, which involves taking objects from one location and moving them to another location without physically touching them. Teleportation? Uh, uh, yes, which is a subclass of which school of magic? Portalology. No, no. Close, but not even remotely close. That would be uh, conjuration. So... That so this would explain why the the webs are not inter are not disrupted in front of the books because no one actually physically takes these books off the shelves, they merely teleport them into their hands. Now, um, sketch. 
Um, detect magic does let me know what school of magic the the, the things are. Could you, could you tell me what school of magic um, is in, respectively, the desk, the mesh, and the collar? Uh, conjuration, abjuration, and oh shoot, what's one I had for the <laughs> collar there? Probably enchantment. It's probably that one there. So, are you saying that the library kind of has a pneumatic tube system, like Johnny suggested earlier? <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I'm suggesting is that book nerds would just see a book and then just teleport it into their hand because they don't want to actually reach out and grab it from the shelf. Oh, they have e-readers. <laughs> okay. I would say it's kind of like a pneumatic tube Why can't they read system. books like normal people as I flex? They do. They, 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 they do read them like normal people. They just don't take them off the shelves because that would disturb the webs for the pet spiders. That'd be rude. All right. So we tell all of that to our friend talking to the spider. Yeah. Dannerman is his name. <laughs> So, so on top of all of this stuff here, uh, there's one other thing that you kind of infer from all this stuff, this nerd stuff here, Sophia. Um, <laughs> location, like locating stuff, you know, information has nothing to do with conjuration. So it's more likely than not that the book you're looking for isn't in this nerd room. It's in a different nerd room. You really took that to heart, huh? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. I, I, it's a characterization moment here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Sophia sure. is definitely a nerd. She's just a humanities nerd. It's a different kind of nerd. Exactly. I just like to just use this as a description because it's a funny way to describe things. Anyways, Danaman, with some of the information you've been... It is amazing how academic types will still find different other academic types to be tremendous dorks. Yeah, so. absolutely. Gamers gamers are the same, man. Yeah. Gamers, gamers are the same. Video gamers look down on board gamers. Board gamers look down on role players. <laughs> gamers rise up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna non-threateningly approach the desk and start rummaging through it. Sess doesn't do anything as you go to the desk. I, I tip my hat to Sess and give him the finger guns in a very very affable, friendly manner. He, he he cowers away a little bit as you do that. Stop making threatening gestures towards him. Flexing isn't threatening. I'm just flexing. They're very powerful flexes, Merlos. <laughs> Look, listen, both of you need to stop showing him guns. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Best joke of the session so far. Thank you. Fair oh. enough. Yep. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Better than any joke I had written down. I'm going to hang up now and uh, just call it a night. See ya. Yeah, uh, that's it. Dice Bye, Funk Stage. is over. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, um, so, uh, Scoops, what were you asking about doing? I was going to rummage through the desk. Cautiously. Uh, you can't. I mean, you know where the item is that's glowing. Yeah, but I'm also going to look for any other stuff. Of... Oh, oh, Johnny, I didn't ask you, does Merlos and Scoops know each other, like, at all? Are we, like, even in the same section of school? I doubt, I doubt we attend the same classes. Yeah, I might have seen you in the hallway once or twice, maybe? Mm -hmm. Very possibly. But, yeah, okay. But uh, as, as you run through a desk, you see some typical things there. You see, like, like a post-it uh, note that says milk, eggs, salt. No, 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 no. It's not a refrigerator <laughs> here. But candies, like uh, some notes and stuff that are left around. Um, but you do find the item that was glowing, which appears to be a key. Mm -hmm. And if you pick it up and give it a quick look over, you'll notice a peculiar thing about it. You'll need to roll an investigation to suss it out, though. All right, let's roll investigation. 20. 
Not a natural 20, but still There is a, a word lit written along the side of the key, mm -hmm. um, or a phrase of some sort, but it's written in a way where it has multiple languages laced together in it. Ah. Well then. You know what I'm gonna do? Read it in Elvish? I'm gonna <laughs> cast Comprehend Languages. <laughs> just cast it out right? Oh, well, uh, do I have a choice? I think Comprehend Languages is... Well, you cast out right, or is it a ritual option? Yeah, there is a ritual option, actually. Okay, you, you can cast out right. Uh, that's fine. Eh, nah, we don't seem to be in danger, so I'll save the spell slot. Also, we never told the audience. We're all at level three. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm going to have to fix a lot of this stuff. So, uh, so I'm going to, so I'm going to, uh, I, I'm going to like hold the key up to the party and say, look, gang, a clue. Uh, does Danaman talk about anything else with uh, Cess in the meantime? I basically am just trying to uh, keep him, keep him calm. Uh, occasionally, I guess I will ask. Um, <laughs> so what's it like being a spider? <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll, oh, I'll, I'll ask him, uh, who his master is or who uh gave him the collar jeff it's like oh oh this oh it's like oh this is from master uh master hattrix master hattrix smack hattrix that's not a professor i've ever heard of oh no it, it isn't he's another librarian you wouldn't have heard of him yeah i i bet you wouldn't have heard of mr hattrix he's a uh, he's pretty underground you know <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Danaman, ask them if they want to like leave before this place gets chronostasis again. Uh, since I've got ten minutes, I guess I can attempt to explain the situation. I will leave out most of the details involving time stasis and stuff like that, and basically say, "Sure, uh, the library is permanently closed, but if you wish to be reunited with Hatrix, we can take you to him." Uh, I, I, I guess I could ask, maybe I can ask my brothers if they want to do that. Um, go ahead and go ahead. And how, how, how many, how many brothers do you have? Uh, oh, just the two. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be like, you know, an egg sack full of spiders. It was like, yeah, oh, all of a sudden the walls come to life. They're all just covered <laughs> in spiders. Every inch is just spiders. Uh, you, you can go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage. Okay. Um, I will, what does advantage give me? You roll me? twice and you take the higher of the two rolls. Okay. Um, this is still not going to be very good. It's okay. Uh, 1d20 again. Okay. 11. All right. It's, it's, this is not, it was not a hard check. It was just to see, you know, cause you've been the only one that actually talks to him. You've been kind of keep uh, fending him off. And Seth just sort of like, uh, okay, should we go now, though, or? We need to find something first. It should not take long. Okay, I'll, I'll get us to pack our stuff then. <laughs> Wait, spiders have stuff? What kind of luggage does a spider carry? <laughs> One more question. Uh, apparently the book we're looking for isn't in this room. Where are the other rooms? How do we get to them? So if you relay that over Danaman, uh Seth will kind of like point to the door by the desk where uh, uh where the where mesh Scoops is. is. Yeah, where the mesh is. And, like, and while, while Scoops like, is, you know, doing his thing on the key, he's gonna waggle it a little bit. As if to be like, hello. <laughs> okay, I just want to be clear, there could be another door. 
Yeah, it's like cesspools indicate the the courtyard is out there, and then the other branches of the library extend from there. Okay, one door then. Good. We've whittled down our options. Um, after the ten minutes pass, you are able to cast comprehend languages, and the key reads very easily a simple three word phrase. Um, it is unlock the way, and that's what it's. That's that's what that's what the phrase says on the key there, Scoops. If you think about it, all keys kind of say that on them <laughs> implicitly. A uh, bit of an issue here is that um, my speak with animals only lasts ten minutes. It's it's okay. Oh, it's it's okay. I mean, so after this point, I'm going to have to basically just like you know communicate with gestures. So, um, is that is the entrance still open? The entrance, yeah, the entrance is just sort of yeah. It's entrance is open. The door is left open. Uh, Meldamiris can be seen out there honestly because she's holding the barrier so that's what i was gonna say i was gonna pop back out and say hey meldemir um we were sending out three spiders they're big and chill oh oh you're talking about hatrix's pets yes i didn't hear that part it was all chittering but uh i i've been in the archives a few times he he guard he was a basically the front facing librarian for the archives and those are his pets so you just left three Pets in stasis seems pretty uncool. The, the um, the call for evacuation was very abrupt. Yeah, but it's like you said it wasn't like super dangerous in here. I just feel like you guys kind of gave these spiders a raw deal. It's fine. I know it's probably not your decision. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's all to do. I don't mean to rub it in, but you did just kind of like doom them to an eternity of isolation, <laughs> never knowing what the hell happened to their master. You know, it's cool. <laughs> well, Austin, what you failed to realize is that afterwards, the school policy changed to women and spiders first. The <laughs> the 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 other problem is that removing the stasis is not permitted by the bylaws except in very particular exceptions. That's what they call me, baby. Particular exceptions. I thought your name was Sophia. I wink and go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's... All right, having discerned the language on the key, I'm now going to turn my attention to the mesh by the door. Uh-huh. Uh, shall I roll investigation? Roll key. You can. All right. I want to investigate seven. That is unimpressive. There's a mesh there. If you look through the mesh, you can see that there's a keyhole on the other side of the metal mesh. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm incapable of reaching through the mesh. Is that right? Uh, the key is too large to fit through the mesh as well. Correct. Right. Right. Uh, I get a. I get a. Get my face close to the mesh and whisper. Unlock. What is what? What did you say? Unlock the way. Okay, you cut out a little bit there. Um, if when you say that, the key just teleports from your hand directly into the lock on the the key on the other side of the mesh, turns, hey. and the door opens immediately. I turn around, shrug to the party, and go, "Eh, it's a gift." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Eh, it's a living." <laughs> Anyways, uh, the door <laughs> opens immediately as the key just sort of translocates itself, unlocks the door. And then, if you're observant enough, you can roll perception if you want, uh, Scoops. Uh, eight. Uh, you notice that as soon as the door kind of opens and kind of settles open, the key, like, disappears from the lock. Damn one-use keys. Just gonna go back to the desk and open the drawer that the key was in? It's back where it was. All right, I'm gonna close the drawer. 
All right. Uh, anything else you all want to do before passing this doorway? Now let's get let's get this friggin' book. <laughs> all right. As you pass through the doorway, you are greeted with an odd sight. The room is actually an open courtyard with an open ceiling that allows you to see the clear night sky, starry and bright. There are benches set about and smaller bookshelves, making this look like an excellent place to study or relax. It also looks like an excellent place to find a few skeletons, namely three humanoid-sized ones and a minotaur-sized one. Skeletons! Yes, skeletons. Now, when you say skeletons, uh-huh. are we talking just skeletons that are, like, lying around? Or are we talking skeletons that are, like, playing whist? Uh, they, they are they're skeletons that are up and moving about in the room. Ah, those kind. Can I roll Arcana to discern if they are necromantic or illusion or whatnot? You can roll. Christ almighty, seven. That was a seven. You can't really tell what branch of magic is responsible for these. What is that, Arcana? All right, then yep. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try two. I'm going to try an Arcana check. Mm-hmm. Five. I pull out an arrow and knock it, and you guys can see the least weasel is perched on the arrow because I pulled it out the one he was clinging to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the weasel will scramble off the arrow as soon as it can. Um, are you going to do any further investigations, or are you just going to plan on just shooting? I'm waiting now. I'm waiting to see if anybody else has anything, but I'm, I'm getting ready in case it breaks bad. Uh, I'm going to take out my mace. I'm just going to stand there and flex because all I have is a candle in my pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it, Merlo. Scoops is going to yell, Ah, oh, beans! <laughs> I, hope he doesn't, I hope he doesn't set his pants on fire with that candle. <laughs> well, it's not a lit candle. <laughs> It's just a wax stick then. Anyways, um, let's go ahead and uh, if you're going to do that, then uh, are you going to say, oh, beans, like really loud? No, I'm not going to yell it. <laughs> okay. It would okay. be way funnier if uh, you did. Let me, let me just roll something real quick here. I definitely feel like this is the case where if we just were like, hey, skeletons, what's up? They'd be like, oh, man, we're just we got trapped here. And instead, we're just going to open fire on them. Okay. Okay. Well, you... If you are planning on attacking, you will actually have them be surprised for the first round. Yeah, because they're they're not paying attention to us. Yeah, they're not paying attention. They're kind of like meandering about a little bit. Are they armed? What? Are they armed? Uh, The skeletons have short bows and short swords, and the the minotaur skeleton has a great axe in its hand. Okay. So they are armed. All right. so if what are all roll initiative, that'd be great. Is that is that an order? <laughs> <laughs> unless you have a better idea. Uh, unless you have a better idea involving uh, just dying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Roll Twenty-one. Hey, I botched. <laughs> all right, so eight. Merlos is at eleven. Scoops is at eight. And then let's roll for the the other skellies real quick here. I love how you call them skellies, like they're pets. Oh, god damn it. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> skitch. Well, it doesn't matter because they're surprised, so they don't do anything the first round here. So, uh, with that being said, uh, the person with initiative is Sophia to start. All right, I'm going to draw down on the biggest one, the Minotaur. I'm going to try to take out the tank. I'm going to fire my longbow into center mass. That's a plus seven to attack. Go ahead. Blap, ten. Um, that unfortunately misses. 
Action surge to get another attack and attack again. 22. That does hit. Suck it, Skelly. 1d8 plus 3. Six damage. Not great. It's it's making you're making progress on it though, so you know it's one thing. Um, the three skeletons and the Minotaur skeleton all have turned next, but since they're surprised, they don't have an action on their turn. But now they can take reactions if they have any. Um, which leads us now to Merlos's turn. I think what I'm actually going to do is 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 it pop because I have I have forty. Uh, how big is this room exactly? Is it like huge or is it small? Oh, the, the, the the room the room is the room is about. I'd say the room is about 25 foot radius circular. So you can move to any of these, any of the skeletons you can see and attack them in one in the same turn. If that's the case, then I'm just going to run up and strike it in the face. With what? My fist. <laughs> your, 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 your inventory says you have a quarter staff. I left it in my room. I actually did I say that. I equipped. I don't know why I have it equipped. I think that was just the default. I, 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 I unequipped it for you on your character sheet. So. Thanks. I don't know how to do that. So thanks. <laughs> um, okay. So, all right. Uh, is you're attacking which skeleton? Uh, one of the smaller ones, not the minotaur, but one of the smaller ones. All right. Well, if you want to, you can also spend a key point and do flurry of blows. That's true. I can do that. I guess I'll do that too. So yeah. All right. Nope. All right. Awesome. Good to know that. No, I'm... we got one more attack. You, no, you do one more attack. We do flurry of blows. You do three attacks total. Oh, that's right. That's right. Nope. Still nope. Okay. That's one of your key points there. Uh, next up, scoops. All right. As a bonus action, I am going to cast Bardic Inspiration on uh, Sophia. So normally bards use magical songs to give their magic. Are you? Do you just give me a healthy shot of truth? No, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, use, I use words, so I'm going to yell out, Suck it to him, Soph! Okay, I wasn't sure if you were just going to be like, the event was an inside job. <laughs> I, you know, like, uh, it, sometimes, sometimes it'll be like, Dateline, Sophie kicks ass, Sophia kicks ass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you get Suck it to him, Soph, this time. For my action, I'm going to cast um, Listen, Hear You. Which, which is your vicious mockery. I love it. Which is my, which is my vicious mockery. Um, which skeleton are you attacking with that? The only one that's had damage done to it is the Minotaur right now, right? Well, the, well, the Minotaur has the only one that has taken damage, correct. All right, then I will, I will cast it against the Minotaur. Not save. Oh, actually, no, he matches 13, so he does save. Yeah, all right. So, so he does not take damage from that. Yeah, nothing then, right? Yep. Uh, then it's Danny's turn, I believe. All right. Uh, as my bonus action, I am going to cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. On uh, the unengaged small skeleton. Okay, so, that sounds fine. Uh, then you said that the room is about a 25-foot circle. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can move to anywhere in there and attack with impunity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, that means I can't charge because uh, it's not a big enough room. Uh, uh, I think you need a, 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 a little check here. Charging, right, is a... It has to be at least 30 feet in a, in a straight line. Mm. So, uh, so unfortunately... Well, it's a yeah. radius. It's a, I mean, it's 50 foot from end to end, is what I'm saying. Oh, 25 foot radius. Yeah. Okay. Damn, y'all yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. think we needed geometry today, did you? 
Yeah, it's an important distinction, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Let me calculate the value of pot. Also, you, you, you can't do that anyway because you already used your bonus action to do Hunter's Mark. So you can't use your bonus action for anything else on this turn at the moment. Right, because the, the charge is bonus action. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, I'm going to move and then smack that same skeleton that I have marked with my mace. Go for it. 19. Okay, very good. Roll your damage. will be 2d6 plus 5 for the damage. Uh, ah. 16. Uh, you not, So how do you knock him out? Uh, I knock his head off, obviously. All right, so <laughs> the skeleton's head gets knocked right off, applied directly to the forehead, you know. And uh, it just clatters in the ground, and it falls down into a pile of bones as you soundly get a good hit with your uh, with your mace. Yay. Um, a- as a reminder, if as long as you have concentration on Hunter's Mark, on your next turn, you can use a bonus action to relocate that mark on a different creature. Yep, just what I was planning on doing. And uh, also, just because uh, as a note, because you hit it with a mace, you notice uh, you notice you did. Exceptional damage, uh, suggesting that these have vulnerability to bludgeoning damage. Ha ha! Oh boy, my heater's gonna do some nice. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, with that being said, it is now back to Sophia's turn. Oh yeah, bitches! Watch this. So uh-huh. I'm gonna do a combo move where the least weasel hands me a new arrow, and it's. Uh-huh. It's not the normal arrow. This is my special arcane arrow. The seek- Which one? The seeking arrow. Fantastic. If the target is in range and a path is available, it must make a dex saving throw DC 12 or take damage from the arrow plus 1d6 force damage. Okay, dex saving throw versus 12. And this is against who? Against the Minotaur. I'm trying to take down the biggest DPS man as fast as possible. Unfortunately, he saved on that deck saving throw. All right, so you're going to take half damage, and they, I do not get a bonus uh, on a success. So it is going to be... So that's seven and one. So four damage total. Okay, uh, that's noted. Not as cool as I thought, guys, but you know what? <laughs> I get to turn... Seeking arrow, is, seeking arrow is really cool, especially if there is like a lot of cover happening in an area. Yeah. So I blast him with my special arrow. I think, once again, the least weasel, like, throws it up to me, and I do a trick shot, and it just kind of binks off his head, and I'm like, yeah, they made it look cool, though, right? <laughs> so, uh, roll, so rolling up here, we got two skeletons that are not the Minotaur first. Uh, the first one's going to try to swing at Merlos. Does a 12 hit your AC? Nope. Okay, the other one will try to move up and hit Danny. Does a 16 hit your AC? That, I believe, just misses. Nope, it just misses. Okay. Um, Clangs off my yeah. armor. Uh, the Minotaur will move up towards Danny as well, kind of seeing you kind of move in the way that you do and just smash one of his allies and swings at you. Ha ha! Uh, 16 as well. So all three of the skeletons miss their marks, and it's Merlos' turn. There's a skeleton in front of you. Cool! Uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did last round. I'm going to do three attacks, popping a uh, flurry of blows. Ooh, that's a botch. Yep. Yeah, you 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 botch on your first attack roll. Uh, if, do you want to continue doing flurry of blows? Uh, hit him, hit him, Jess, hit him. Yeah, I mean, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah! So you hit with one of your three attacks. 
Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll your damage. Your damage is going to be one d four plus two. Woo! Four damage. Uh, eight damage because it's vulnerability here. So uh, it. Oh right. Yeah. So you do that, uh, but you you hit hit him in such a weird way that your hand hurts and you'll have disadvantage on your next attack roll on your next turn. Fine. Hmm. Well, you know what they say, never go, never uh, hit bone to bone, and uh, you yeah. didn't really have the option there. So. <laughs> Scoops, it is your turn. Man, I love going bone to bone. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'm going to attack with my heater. Uh, sure you can. All right, uh, against the Minotaur. I'm with Austin on this. All right. That's uh, bullshit. That, that'll miss. Yep, I know it uh, will. Do, do anything with your bonus action. Um, let's see here. Uh, basically, you could just have another bardic inspiration you could issue out to someone else if you want. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, then I guess I'll bardic inspiration out to Danaman. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cock my head to Danaman and go. It's time to go to Bone Town, Danaman. Show these suckers what's up. <laughs> all right, uh, Danaman. That what that means is that um, when you do an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, you can opt to. Use that inspiration to add one d six to the d twenty you rolled for the next ten minutes. All right. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. Then, Danny, you have two skeletons adjacent to you. Uh, I am going to use my bonus action to apply Hunter's Mark to the Minotaur skeleton. Go for it. And then I will smack him with my mace. Sounds good. Don't roll a one. I rolled a one. Uh, Twelve. <laughs> Twelve hits the Minotaur. Yay! <laughs> so roll your damage. Is it'll be two d six plus five, thirteen, uh, which becomes twenty six. Nice. <laughs> Vulnerabilities are nice to tap into. Uh, so that we can okay, cool. Uh, with that being said, it rolls all the way back around to oh yeah, you do everything here. Uh, roll backs up to Sophia. All right, on my turn, I have two features I want to use. One is called feline agility. Go for it. When you move on your turn in combat, you can double your speed until end of turn. I'm going to do that. Also, I have something called cat's claws. I have a climbing speed of 20. So I'm going to double my movement, run straight up the wall. Um, Sounds good. And once I get up to a, a perch where skeletons with melee weapons could not hit me, I'm going to post up there and use another arcane arrow, my second and final one. Same deal, dexterity saving throw for my seeker arrow. 14, so unfortunately he does save again. Uh, Minotaur, you bastard. Yeah. All right, so that's going to be four. Wow. And one. Yikes, that's only two damage. Absolute minimum damage. Wow, that is... Could not have been worse, fellows, but I am untouchable up here. <laughs> All right, well, Skeleton 1 will do an attack roll against um, uh, against Merlos, and let's see here. What is the bonus to that attack roll? 22. That hits me, yeah. Seven damage to you. Ow. As it, as it stabs at you with its short sword. The other the other skeleton attacks Danaman and hits it with an 18. And that will do eight damage to you. Okay. And then the uh, Minotaur skeleton will attack and botch, causing his axe to get embedded in the ground right before uh, you, Danaman, and cause him to be on off balance, meaning that the first attack made against him will be with advantage. I did that. I yell. <laughs> 
With that being done, it is Merlos's turn. You got the skeleton in front of you. If you want to use your uh, do, uh, you have your last flurry of blows you can do. It's just that the first attack of the three will have disadvantage on it. Okay. Okay. So twelve and twenty-three. So twelve. <sighs> twelve, unfortunately, just misses. Okay. Um. You can do your second. You can do your flurry, flurry of blows, and if you kill him in your first attack, you can move and attack with your last one. Okay. Without attacking I, this specific that's creature, why so. part of the reason I didn't want to like pop it because I wasn't sure if I could do that. But if I can, then yeah, I'll definitely yeah. do that. Absolutely, you absolutely can. Okay, that's your take that. Third attack does hit. Okay, cool. Uh, go ahead, roll your damage. It's one d four plus two. Six. Uh, that will do enough to knock him down. How do you take him out? Uh, I punch his head off, and his skeleton head goes right across the floor. Sounds good. All right, you can move, and then I flex. You you can move. If you want to as well, to a posi- another position. Uh, no, I'm gonna use I'm, I'm gonna use the remainder of my action to just flex because I just killed a guy. <laughs> okay, uh, scoops. It is your turn. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just attack uh, the Minotaur. Go, sounds good. Go ahead and make your attack. Fifteen. That will hit soundly. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. So that's one d four plus three. Correct. Mm. But it is bludgeoning, so five. Yep, that does ten damage to it. Very good. Yeah, I'll I'll give Jess Bardic Inspiration as well. Yay! I just yell, we haven't said a word to each other, but I can see that you're a lady of truth, or you're a man of truth. <laughs> you're 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 something of truth. All right, uh, Danny, is your turn? I'm doing pretty good damage as is. So just do the Minotaur. So just, just attack the Minotaur. I'm just gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna smack him. Go for it. I completely, because I just kind of like greedily jumped on. It's like, ooh, bonus, bonus damage. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm doubling the damage I already did. I, I'm so. being a helpful DM here for the newbie here. Uh, okay, plus five. Uh, 20 non-natural. Easily hit. Yep. Go ahead and roll 2d6 2D plus, plus five. Yep. Yeah, 13. How do you so. take out the Minotaur? <laughs> uh, I Kill stealer. Sm- what do you mean, kill stealer? <laughs> Sophia will complain whatever she wants. Yeah, uh, I whack him in the horn, which drives it into his skull, and then uh, that causes his hel- his head to overbalance and slowly teeter over. That Minotaur skeleton is gone, which means it's now Sophia's turn. There's one skeleton left. All right, uh, I'm still posted up. I'm clinging to the wall with my my. You know, legs. That's fine. And I'm aiming. The least weasel throws me another arrow. This is a normal one. Gonna take Mm -hmm. my shot. Uh, 17. You hit soundly. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, Eight. Max damage, right? No, damn. Eight. Uh, It's it's good. I mean, it's good damage. Uh, You got it most of the way down. It's looking pretty raggedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will respond by attacking Danamin. Uh, 16. That's a miss. And then it is Merlos's turn. Hey, there's a skeleton left standing around. I'm gonna ru- I'm gonna run over to it and just mm-hmm. punch it in the back of the head. Well, let's see if you do. Roll your attack roll. Hell yeah, I do. You you. How do you take out the last skeleton? I punch it in the back of the head and it flies into the professor's face, and then I flex. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan, uh, roll, roll, a uh, roll D4 damage. Jesus. Oh, shouldn't there be a reflex save? Uh, no. She said it flies into his face, so it hits him in the face. So Merlo's killed two, and Danaman killed two? 
<laughs> yes. Uh, Danaman, you take three damage. Roll a saving throw for me. Uh, roll a roll a sorry. Roll a Constitution saving throw for me, please. What is happening? <laughs> uh, because he has a concentration spell active. Oh God. Okay. Fourteen. Yeah, you save. You're fine. You're fine. But you do take three damage from the skeleton's head hitting you in the face. Sophia slides down the wall when you're back. Like she leaves like a trail of dust as she slides back down to the ground, runs over and goes, I got it. And shoots the minotaur on the ground. And it's like, whoo. <laughs> got him. It's my kill. You can't prove it wasn't. <laughs> Saved you. All right. Um. So cool. Well, you take care of the skeletons. Uh, uh, uh. I use my bonus action on my next turn to transfer Hunter's Mark to Merlos. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Someone's going to get a disciplinary write-up after this. Uh, I'm doing it on work study, so it's fine. <laughs> that does not have anything to do with it. <laughs> Merlos isn't very smart. No, I actually am not very smart. Merlos only has a 10 intelligence. That's that that's that's not dumb though. That's yeah. the thing. Danaman has a ten intelligence. Yes, yeah, so it's like like ten is average. But but Merlos doesn't care because he's too busy flexing. Like <laughs> world's laziest monk. I'll say that I'll say that Merlos straight out way different than I thought when I read over the character sheet here. <laughs> Sophia's the smartest by a pretty significant margin. I just want to point out. Yeah, it's what, a, what's your intelligence, Austin? Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I'm 13, yeah. so not yeah. that significant. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, feel free to investigate the area. I'll give you some details, depending on how well you roll out here. First of all, Scoops throws his arms up in the air and yells, Hot coffee! We really feel fulfilled them bozos with some daylight, didn't we? This is gonna be a story! Shardlight Academy! Hell, holding skeletons Shardlight Academy. Underneath what? Shard Light. It's Shard Point Academy. Shard, Shard Point. Shard Point Academy. Holding skeletons in stasis underneath school. For what dire purposes? Nobody knows. They are probably here to guard. They're probably here to guard the things inside of the archive. I rolled a seven, so I failed again. This is why I say everyone roll investigation before you declare something. Eleven. Uh, what is even what even is my goddamn investigation score? Uh, it is zero. <laughs> we trip over the skeletons and die. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a handful of things. One, uh, the illusion in this room is not the skeletons. Obviously, the illusion is the sky itself because uh, it's daytime right now. Yeah. Uh, two, there are books about necromancy. Strewn about near where you saw the skeletons originally. A clue. Ah, uh, dip. Did we just kill some innocents? Uh I you could you could just check the books more closely if you you do the show. I I will, yes. Cause I want the truth. It lo- it looks to be basically basics of doing raising dead, like as in uh, your inference would be that some students probably were just sitting around practicing raising skeleton, and then, oops, evacuation, let's get out of here. So we killed a science project. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I can live with that. Well, this is a real trip for biscuits. Lastly, you'll notice that there's several doors leading out of this area, but the doors seem to be much more clearly marked uh, with a with different letters indicating the different schools of magic as you are investigating through them. I'm not asking for roles here. Does one of them say location? 
No. <laughs> None of them say location because that's not a school of magic. I know. I was just rats. Just. Uh, however, if you do want to take a uh, uh, do you want to take a guess as to which door you might want to check? Isn't conjuration the teleport magic? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be divination? Ah, that would be divination. Check out the big brain on Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, and, and one of the doors is clearly marked for divination. This way, Scoops exclaims. <laughs> I blow that door up. <laughs> uh, by blowing the door up, you mean you open it carefully while the weasel uh, takes, uh, takes inventory of your arrows. Yeah, I love him so much. Even though he's spying on us? As you enter this the room here, it... It possesses an odd but warm glimmer about it, as if the shelves are lined with a fine layer of gold leaf. The shelves are tightly packed with a series of unusual symbols marking what must be varied topics. As you enter this room, uh, I'm going to need to have everyone roll perception checks as a group and then and investigation checks as individuals. Nine. <laughs> I see nothing. Eighteen. Jess, is that your third botch? Yes. My, all right, cool. My uh, perception is a 20. 12. My investigation is a 13. My investigation is a 10. Okay, so here's what happened. You guys succeeded on the group perception check because there were more successes than uh, at least half successes. Um, in terms of the individual investigation checks, um, the only one who really doesn't notice anything uh, particular is, yeah, uh, Merlos, unfortunately. Um, what you notice is that the different rows have like combinations of different symbols on them. The type of symbols you see are an open eye, a closed eye, an ear, a magnifying glass, and then silhouettes of humanoids, different types of creatures, and chests, like a, like a, a box or a chest. All right. None of these symbols are on their own. They're always kind of showing up in combination with another symbol or two. Yeah, I want to roll Arcana to figure out if uh, if my magical knowledge avails me to anything with the symbols. Uh, you can roll Arcana, sure. That is that is fine. Nine, Christ! We're so bad. You do get some information. All right. Oh, actually, I have a Bardic inspiration from Scoops. Yeah, you do. You you yeah. So roll. Go ahead and roll that D six. One. All right. Ten. We're up to average. That's a threshold. All right. So here's what you're able to. Here's what you're able to kind of infer from it. Um. The eyes and the ears. So the the two eyes, the open eye is usually a symbol for foresight, while closed eye is for insight, and the ear is usually indicating receiving information. Um, Skitch, could I roll history? Uh, you may roll history. Ten. Um... The only thing you kind of infer from the history is that the different cre- there's the different creatures on there, and the different creatures seem to conform to different classes of creatures, like beast, fae, celestials, and things like that. Right, right. Um, if you want to, uh, if you, if you want to roll investigation, you can, Scoops. All right, I will roll investigation. Twelve. The uh, only thing that you can find of note as you're doing that is that. If you were to look at some of the books on the shelves, on ones that have the different creatures plus the magnifying glass, the books seem to be describing where to find um, 
where to find particular creatures, basically like information about locations of creatures and such. Right, right. So there are several books with the magnifying glass. Yes. Uh, all the symbols appear multiple times, and all of them appear in combinations of each other in the different shelves in different areas. So we're trying to look for the correct combination of symbols. So that's the book we want? Correct. That, would, that is the correct inference there. So magnifying glass is finding. Mm-hmm. And like we want location. Yeah. Insight or foresight and then receiving. I don't know. That's that sounds that sounds like a good guess. <laughs> yeah. I want to find, if possible, magnifying glass, open eye, ear. You find that what you basically are fought when you go into that area, the book you look in there seem to be more about foretelling things mm. uh, in the location uh, and in the location of where one goes to engage in foretelling rituals by what the tome's edges are. Go ahead and roll, though, as you do that, roll either perception or uh, investigation. Mm, better at investigation, so that. Yeah. Blat 14. Very good. All right. So this is kind of a, uh, this is a, this is sort of a generalized deduction check for you, Sophia. Um, this plays into what would Orin Waite be interested in finding the location of? He, magic items is what he said he studies. Magic items. So that would infer to you what three, what, what three symbols do you want for the location of the particular book? Can you give me the symbols again? There was animals, magnifying glass, ear, eye. There's the ears, the eyes, open and closed, the ear, the magnifying glass, and then silhouettes of people, creatures, and then a chest. So chest, right? That's items. Yep. Yes. And then magnifying glass, chest? Yes, and there's one more. Receiving. Mm-hmm. Ear. So with that information, you can all slowly move yourself towards the smallish section that has a it's a smaller shelf. And on the top, there's an ear, magnifying glass, and a chest silhouette on the top of it. And in there, you'll see a number of books. And there's no need for a perception check at this point. You'll find one book with three letters on the spine, T, O, and L. Scoops Scoops is spending some time here, like roughly sketching what's going on in the room as mm -hmm. if he's going to like, you know, publish it as the headline picture in the newspaper. Okay. Here's a quote from me, Scoops. Genius professor finds tome of infinite knowledge, saves world. That's good. I like that. Scoops like scribbles it down. <laughs> I solved your puzzle, wizard. <laughs> I grabbed the book. I read your book. <laughs> So you grab the book. On the front cover of the book is the word Tome of Location. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Anyone who's looking at the book. Oh, no. Oh, I'm actually good at that shit. So my on. puzzle prowess has doomed us all. Well, we're, we're all looking at the book, right? God damn it. Jess rolled another botch there. Wow. Imp impossible. It's okay, listen, you're looking at the exact same numbers I am. Wow. We all failed. Four, nine, nine, four. No, you didn't all fail. We all suck. Because Nick and Johnny Nick and Johnny passed the DC. Yay! Uh, the, D, the DC was five for this. High five, Nick! <laughs> the, 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 here's the main thing you notice. The typesetting of the words Tome of Location look like shoddy. Like, they don't look, look like it's centered and aligned very well. Yeah, poor um, publication. But 
Got to get a better, got to get a better publisher because presentation is what really makes people actually buy these. So I, I, I'm very vocally, I, I, I'm upset with the typesetting here. I mean, the kerning <laughs> is way off. That oh yeah, the kerning looks really bad in particular on the word of even it looks a little way too tightly. It's offset to the right and is like too tightly spaced there. So yeah, it says it says Tommy off location. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Well, no, it's on three separate lines. Tome, and then of is underneath it, and then locations underneath that there. So um, uh, do you do anything else with the book now that you have it in your hands? Do we want to know what's inside of it? It's a one-shot. If I die, it's fine. Open the book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The book is blank on the inside. Yeah. Hmm. It really makes you think, what if we're all in the locations we need to be for destiny? Is there anything else you all want to do while investigating the book here? Anything else? D- Danaman will actually request to see the book. First, I roll the le- uh, first. I rub the least weasel on the pages to see if it's like invisible ink. <laughs> nope. The least weasel just like like thrashes about as if it's doing like some sort of like uh, sand bath of sorts. You know. All right. Uh, uh, Skitch, I'm gonna cast detect magic. Okay. Not as a ritual, just like like right okay. off. As Daniman's getting the book from Sophia, uh, the book itself just glows. Yeah. There's, there's basically, you could tell that the book has some sort of illusion magic on it. Um, I will think of something like, oh, the potions, they're magical. Um, I will think of, you know, potion of light healing or something like that and concentrate on that while I look at the book. Um, nothing particularly happens. I mean... If you, if, you, if you take a look at the notes you were given and look at the drawing of the book... The drawing of the book in the notes you have has the exact same typesetting problems with the title on it as the book in your hands. <laughs> that must have been infuriating for whoever was drawing it. That may not be the book. There's an illusion on that book. Obviously, the only solution is to start tearing books off the shelves and see if any of them match the same description. Uh, as, as you do this, um, Sophia, you hear a little voice in your head. Uh-oh. That's never good. I was just poking my head in to take a little spot on your work here, and oh, oh, looks like you found it. Oh, I pick up the least weasel and talk directly into its face as if it's the headmaster. <laughs> Is this the right book? It doesn't. It has a weird spell on it. We just weren't sure. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can explain more when you bring it back. Okay, that clears it up. We were going to spend a lot of time here arguing about that. That would have been a that would have been a great amount of waste of time and recording time for that matter. <laughs> I love this ferret walkie-talkie. Uh, now I'm just imagining like a cat holding a ferret up to its ear like a phone. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, don't worry. The deal went down right. <laughs> I don't remember how uh, familiars work. Can you feel it when I scratch his belly? Is that weird for you? Uh, yes, I can feel it. I'm not going to stop. I'm just, I'm just going to be straight with you. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> I will see you back in my office. How do I hang up the mustelid? The 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 the, uh, the weasel like licks at your cheek. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> a plus. A plus. I put the least, least weasel back in my quiver. I'm like, all right, I'm taking the book. I'm going. Bye, guys. Well, if he says it, if he says that's it, then we might as well just go. I gotta see how this plays out. There's obviously an illusion that's covering up whatever secrets the book has, but it is the right book. It's just a very secretive book. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Secret. Unless, unless you guys want to stop. Ooh, 
we're at the end of this session, but do you guys want to get spicy? Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> what? I love getting spicy. I was going to say, maybe we just ask Meldemir to break the illusion. Uh, I mean, you could try. Okay, yeah, well, fuck it. If, if, if it doesn't work, yeah, fuck it. Uh, so we walk out through the courtyard, through the, the first room with the spiders. Meldemir is at the entrance, presumably, and I just walk up to her and I'm like, Hey, babe, can you break the illusion on this real quick? I just want to look at the secrets. Um, my name isn't Babe, but... <laughs> I just want to poke my head where it doesn't belong. <laughs> Let me take a look here. Uh, no, no. This would be pretty difficult for even me to take care of. There's a roll here real quick. <laughs> nope. Uh, Mel Meldemir, like, you know, does like a feign attempt at a dispel magic. And it fizzles out as she rolls a natural one. Yeah, she botched. Uh, she, so uh, it, it, and she's and she's like, I, I, if if this is what if this is what Headmaster Wait wants, I'm pretty sure he has an idea of what to do with it. All right, stay sleazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm already leaving. <laughs> while while walking away from Meldemir, uh, Scoops tips his hat and says, "Ma'am, why do you keep doing that?" <laughs> Don't you know how to be polite, Danny? Do we see any of the spiders up here, or do they just go off to do their own biz? I mean, they're they're just like they're just like outside the the entryway, just like along the walls, like uh, like just hanging around for a little bit. Okay, I'll just like you know as I walk by them, it's be like click click chitter chitter. <laughs> I I assume that <laughs> you said what about my mother? <laughs> oh god, I get mauled to death. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, one second here. Uh, yeah, so you're like entrapped in webs and suffocated, die. Oh no! Ah, uh, what a downer ending. The least weasel gets away. Downer ending, everyone. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> anything else you ask of uh, Meldemir before you head over to um, Orin? Can I get your number real quick? Your pre-phone number. I don't know what your <laughs> paper address. <laughs> I'm usually in the abjuration wing. If you need to talk to me further, Sophia. Can I can I get your whisper number? <laughs> can I can I get your send message frequency? <laughs> no. Playing hard to get, I see. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> I have a dissertation to write. Oh yeah, I know what that means. All right, I catch you. All right, come on, come on, come on. Let's All right. blow. All right, we bring talk to you later, Daniman. Goodbye. <laughs> I we bring the book back. <laughs> <laughs> singles me out as the only one she wants to spend time with. <laughs> uh, well, you're a fey creature, and she's from the fey wild. True that. That's yeah. that's that was. And and we both speak elvish. So. <laughs> let's let's get this done and go to the gin mill. The only people this party speak elvish, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, so you return back to Orin's office, and as you reach the door, it already just opens for you. That's so creepy. Scoops walks in and makes himself super comfortable. <laughs> hey, boss, we're back. I got the book and I got I got a lady's number. So all in all, pretty good success. Don't ask any questions <laughs> about either of those things. You didn't get Meldemir's number. I was peering in on that time. Damn you. <laughs> you, you traitor. I turned to the weasel. I can't believe you. Oh, I knew that there were too, I knew that there were too many V's in this mm -hmm. number. So what's the bush wash, chief? I'm going to have to 
put down a list of words that are not allowed to be said here. <laughs> In any case, may I have the book here for a moment? I put it behind my back. I'm like, pick a hand. <laughs> Orin just says the correct hand it's in outright. Okay. He speaks not left or right, but something deeper. <laughs> uh, he's, a di- he's, a, he's a divination wizard with portent. So he just applies his portent ability to natural 20 his way into guessing which hand it's in. That's sick, chief. <laughs> I guess I'll throw in the book. <laughs> Divination's an asshole class of wizardry, uh, just saying. Um, <laughs> in any case, when Oren gets the book, he's like, all right, all right. To clarify what you were saying earlier, Scoops, this book is encoded. And there's this particular way to figure it out. I've been waiting to go after it until just recently. So... <clears throat> is this... Uh off the record? This entire mission has been off the record, Scoops. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I will, I'm going to have to burn any notes you've written down this entire time. <laughs> Big finger <laughs> quotes. Off the record. Just like, just like grabs him and shakes him upside down. <laughs> Scoops is going to try and roll deception. You roll a two. <laughs> Plus five. You, you roll a two on your perception on your deception. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because that's port- right. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get. I get what you're doing. All right. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, Scoops like- re- Scoop reaches into his bag and produces the notes and says again under his breath, "People have right to know." Just trust me for a moment here, Scoops. Okay. Come here. Come here. I have trouble trusting you. I don't know anything about you. You don't even ask me anything about me. Well, you said everything was off the record. Uh, Yes, it's off the record because there are plans for the school involved here. I want to make sure they don't get unveiled before they're finalized. I lean over to Scoops and I'm like, just because something's off the record doesn't mean it's not on background, which is a different journalistic thing where you can talk. The people have a right to know. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> in any case, here, here, come here. I've been waiting to share this with people in general, so come on. Uh, as he motions you over, he does a gesture with his hand, murmuring a series of incantations, and is intentionally deceptive, hard to hear what he's saying because it's sort of like shifting languages in mid-phrasing. He snaps a finger and then words appear on the front cover of the book, revealing its true title, which is the Sharppoint Academy Tome of the Location and Status of Significant Magical Artifacts and Items. Oh. Oh, so did like words appear uh, with the original words still being in place? Yes. So, ah. question. Um, th- is this just a book to find stuff that belongs in a glass case? It's an encyclopedia of MacGuffins. In short, yes. But the more important thing here is, since the gods have been dead, there's been questions about whether these artifacts are still active at all, which is where this book comes into play. And he just sort of opens it up, and as he does so, you see the pages fill with maps and writings and such. But more notably, the maps seem to move 
and kind of shift naturally to reflect things like weather or other matters. Scoops remarks, whoa, that's good cheese, Chief. (laughs) This is why I have to be careful, because if this falls into the wrong hands, it could be dangerous. That's why off the record means off the record on this front. I get you. Now, for example, Eli flips a one page and points to an item. Here's an item. Here is a shield that is tied to, oh, let's see here, Illmater. And for and if, if magic tied to these gods was ruined, this wouldn't even be showing up in the map. It'd be inactive, but it's currently active, and we know where it is. Dang, Chief, this is like a book full of plot hooks for adventures. <laughs> you might be onto something there, Sophia. And I think once this audit is done with, I am going to be plotting a number of field trips. I already finished my work study. Yes, yes, yes. Put a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, or, or, like, or, or snaps his fingers and, and uses conjuration to teleport a shirt onto <laughs> onto Merlos's body. I'm, I'm just gonna look at. I'm just gonna look at the headmaster and just be like. I can't flex in a shirt. It's a muscle shirt. It look at the low cut of the V there. It shows off your pecs. Just flex it right off. <laughs> That's what he's gonna do. I'm not above publishing under an anonymous name, if you get me. <laughs> it's not a matter of who publishes it. It's a matter of whether that information is out there or not. If people know about this, they'll come after it. Hey, One of these look, kingdoms- they don't have to know that it's here or there or anywhere else. It's, People uh, don't know that this book exists in the first place, except for a select few. And now you. I, I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about finding what's in the book. Huh? We'll have to, I'll have to discuss with the editors. I can picture the headlines now. Genius journalist discovers cursed chalice <laughs> breaks maiden's hearts. Front page. Come on. See, this this cat knows what's going on. Are there any final questions you have before I hand these papers your way and we are finished with this bit of bookkeeping here, to say the least? How do you feel about giant spiders running amok in your school? Oh, you're talking about Hattrix's pets, aren't you? Weren't you watching us, like, the whole time? I imagine I had to look away, considering some of the just raucous cuddling I was doing on him. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a big awkward vibe in the room right now. <laughs> you were you were cuddling him noisily. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I stand by what I said. As if you're if you're willing to do work for me, I'm willing to let JJJ accompany you, Sophia. I swear a life debt to the headmaster. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> also, you'll have to stop harassing the other employees, Sophia. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it everyone bye I'm just kidding <laughs> I mean if someone else has a better ending than that go at it chief does, a- uh, yeah, like, if it- does anyone else have any final questions or comments they want to ask to Orin before things close off here so how would you become headmaster of anything you see they have all these ceremonies they would do here but in fact the bylaws only have one stipulation about who becomes headmaster they sign their name on the succession and order of headmaster's form. 
So I stole it, signed my name on it, and hid it away. That's ominous. That's not weird at all. (laughs) So then no one can replace you as long as it remains hidden. That is correct. I whisper to the weasel, I'm going to steal that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell the headmaster. (laughs) I'm kidding. I was out of character. Fuck. My reason for taking over was because of this sudden interest in securing and finding artifacts. I'm the best in the business when it came to that. So I decided to relocate my base of operations into this academy itself. And the easiest way to do so was to simply impose myself as headmaster. So you actually have no educational requirements to be headmaster. Not according to the bylaws that were formally written. No. My next one shot character is going to be a lawyer and I'm taking this to court. (laughs) (laughs) The moment I step out of line, there's 10 kingdoms with crosshairs right on this institution that will be willing to take me down. That may be true. And then Scoops kind of like relaxes back in his chair. (laughs) Not if we get that cool sword on page 69. Nice. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) I think I'm on board. With that being said, I'm pretty sure you all have work to do at this time. Thank you all for your fine work in securing this tome and ensuring that it will help this academy become even greater than it already is. All right. Bye, evil Dumbledore. (laughs) All right. Who wants hooch? First round's on me. They're underage. What do you wait? You're not even old enough to drink. I'm in my I'm in my early 20s. Thank you very much. Yeah, he, he's just been held back several years. He's still like a sophomore, I think. Technically. Yeah, this is this is D&D, Austin. Not America. The, dra- the drinking age in D&D is like eight. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking age in D&D is tall enough to reach the bar. So yeah. you're underage, therefore, Scoops. <laughs> yeah. The first time anyone's brought up that Scoops is a halfling at the last, mo- literal last minute of the recording. So that ends the basically opening for Orin Waite's crazed adventures to gather magical artifacts for the Shardpoint Academy. Hooray! Woo! Hooray, indeed. Yay! We did it. Sorry, what? Hello. Credits gov. Is that the mood for 2019? Oh yeah, it's the new year. We probably should just the new year themed, huh? New year, new me. I hope Senpai notices me this year. What are your credit resolutions? We're gonna speed run them this year. We're totally gonna do it. We're gonna streamline this thing. You get it under 20 minutes? Yes. 
Maybe not. They're oh, that's a lot of credits. <laughs> we get. Let's do our best. Uh, we'll start with the music credits. We have Your Reality Future Bass Remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost. We have Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armory Core 4 by Overclocked Remix. And we have The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclocked Remix. <gasps> I did that one breath. Wow, I'm impressed. Also, all the links to the musics are in the notes, like in the description. So if you want to check that stuff out, it's there. I mean, it couldn't hurt. Just look at it. Austin's very thorough with his links. Uh, also, there's going to be uh, sketch music because he did music for the one shot, which is going to be uh, the first episode that goes up with these credits. So skitch.music.skitch.com or .bandcamp.skitch.bandcamp.band.camp. Mm-hmm. You can find that in the link he did the music that you probably just heard. Uh, unless you're... Unless this is later into January, then hey, future Yeah, that's people. then you're, we're back into Markov again. All right, let's start doing names. We already fucked up our resolution. Okay, you start. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what y'all are up to. First, first <laughs> we can't even start without people getting frisky in our frigging. Okay. Uh, first one is name is the, it's apostrophe dash name is the first name. So Zelda the cat conduit of disorder, but you put in a bunch of symbols there. So you go first because you know it's alphabetical order. You cheated the system. Oh, well, that's funny, because Dot Ink dropped the conjurer conduit of ooze. I cheat the system, lol. Thought they cheated the system. Yeah, it's basically just a a battle royale to determine who could cheat the system the most in alphabetical order. I'll have to figure out a way to do it in a different order, because it's going to get... Rowdy. It's going to get real rowdy at the top of the list. Uh, next we have, I believe, uh, Mel Tyke. Oh, it's they, they uh, we usually said the name Mel Tish or Melly Tish. Uh, apparently that's wrong, and they sent in the phonetic spelling. Wow, we're real bad. So I, that's kind of an own on us, but also thank you. I can't read phonetic spelling, so I probably messed it up anyway. Cool. Oh, a barking dog. I don't like to play favorites, but a barking dog may be my favorite because they it's a very good patron. It's very good. A hungry otter begging for food or pets. Oh, hold on, we got a fucking competition up in here. Yeah, <laughs> and they're off. All right. <laughs> uh, aftershock. Oh no, I'm sorry. This one's the one that's meant for me. A mountain biking vampire witch from the future. Fuck my pussy with a rake, mom. You can't. Okay, I know that's a reference. That's the quote. That's the full quote. I and... know. It's bad, though. I don't like it. I know. It's very bad. Okay. Aftershock. Conduit of talking shit about Winifred's mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, a very shit. specific reference to season three. Uh, Aki Sevelinen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Falu, Conduit of mediocrity itself. Uh, Andrew Fedge. Conduit of always trying to smooch that ass itself. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. Anna. Anthony, patron of Dora. Arachnovolt, conduit of spider sin as itself. Arjun de Koning. Ashley Snow, just Ashley. August Rue. Austin the Possum Refugee. Does I'm a possum in this scenario? You are very possum-like. Well, okay, I'm just not going to examine that one. <laughs> You're... <laughs> yeah? No, say it now. We're like here. Like to eat garbage. Okay, fair enough. Austin Yorkie, conduit of spank me, daddy? <laughs> I'm so glad you had to say that one this time instead of me. And if they put it in all caps and everything? Yep. Uh, Ayanar Johansson. Bo White. B-Ray Echo. 
Brady, conduit of successful murder and stealing identities. Brady, you've escalated. Brady, no! No. <laughs> and the next one. Brady, conduit of failed murder. <laughs> oh, shit. The Bradys are at it again. We have ourselves a classic situation, and we don't know which one's the real Brady, and we have to shoot one of them. Oh, no. B- Brendan Williams. Brent, overcomer two, overcome harder. Goatly. Okay, it's the sequel to... Okay, I got it. Brent, I think they tried to cheat the character a little bit, so it's all one word. Brent Augustine, conduit of life, the universe, and everything as of January 19th. What's the future? It's only January 6th. I had to look. They know what they're about. Okay, well. Callum, you better not be fronting. I'll eat that entire ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Turner, who was renting? Oh boy! Okay, uh, Cam- Cameron Abbas, Carter Rayner, Charlie Chalky, uh, Chris. I resolved to create a funny name, Walling. Commendable, Christopher Charlotte. Chunk Funk. <laughs> Chunk Funk is very good. Fuck. We should have a podcast where we just rate chonkers. <laughs> we should read these beforehand. I always feel like I'm walking into a field of rakes. Uh, Cody Jackson. Coho Bast. Condiment, condiment of cucumber itself. <laughs> Corum, nefarious conduit of making people recite Jane Austen quotes. Yeah, they got us. Cormac, conduit of same. Same. Counterfeit. Doria Morgendorfer. Donning Frost. Dennis Bangston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Dylan L. Door, conduit of self-destruction. That's a big mood. Mm-hmm. Cat. Hold on, there's a cat. Aw. Banana. She's not allowed to be here unless she pays $5. Dora. Oh, I'm sorry. Dora did nothing wrong. Agreed. Debatable. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Izix. Dragon in the server room. Drakengard 4, No Way's Return, 2019, by Yoko Taro, Conduit of Yoko Taro. Dylan! Ecorin. Elderly Goose, Conduit of Never Finishing Sin. Nice. Eleanor nice. Nonante sees Periton. Aline, 20 by teen, let's go! Fuck yeah, that's the movie for 2019. Yeah, you really wanted to read that one specifically, I bet. Yeah, I didn't know it was there, but now I'm glad. Emma thinks about moose every day. Oh, Good, same. thank you. Andigo Vandane. Erwin Lelagadek. Lelagadek. Words. Ethan Lawrence. Extellaris. Florian H. Francisco Arias Guayamares. God, I probably... Francois V. Probably messed that one up, huh? Yeah, but it's okay. Garrett and Mackenzie. Grimlock. Grinning Isaac. Conduit of sad laughter. Uh Uh-oh. Happy New Yam. Nice. Yam. Killing it as always. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. He John Master. Help, I donated to your Patreon and all I got was a stupid joke name. Hey, listen, some people really like this bit. I've I've heard people say this is the best part of the show. Really? <laughs> yes, I read that earlier today. In fact, Highway to Mel. I love that one. How do I make friends regards conduit a social faux pas? Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not by asking in credits of a D&D podcast, honestly. I read a Zondra Light novel and transformed into a patron. I won't read this name. They tricked. They tricked you. They got me. Yeah. Uh, this is this is just a chance. The rapper lyric. I'm so high. Me and God dappin. It's from No Problem by Chance the Rapper. Coloring book. Album of the year. 2017. Ian Morgan. She didn't even respond to my whole thing there. Ingmar Gremmen. <laughs> gotcha. 
Isaac underscore Happy New Year, guys. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Gavel, gavel, gavel. It's dawn, baby. Baby. <laughs> I feel like it's we- Janiac's hatching day. Worship her be flogged. <laughs> okay, between the one that's a, just a straight up threat and the one that makes it sound like we're in a, a DJ Khaled song, I pre- definitely prefer it's dawn, baby, to <laughs> worship her be flogged. There's two different moods there. Oh, boy. Jade did something wrong. Are you okay, <laughs> yeah, Jade? Yeah, we know, Jade. What did you do this time? She's oh, up to something. All right. James Neely. Jamie. Jasper burying 2018, insulting the earth so nothing ever grows from it. A reasonable response. J. Logan, quant- conduit of Conduit. Oh my God. I can't believe you drew attention to it. I say conduit 150 times every what? week. What? <laughs> Kwanza wit. Conduit of queerness itself. Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Mm-hmm. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jerry, big mood, same small marshmallow, nut, 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 flowers. Is that just a collection of your catchphrases? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't, do I say marshmallow? I do love marshmallows a lot, though. Like, an unreasonable amount, so. Uh-huh. John Carey. John Potts. John Barnett. Joseph Tombrello. J.P. Green. Jew Man Jack Frost. Julian Phillips. Just imagine a sad owl. No, no. They're, I like when they're happy. <laughs> Just a jester. Justin Conduit of Oh Daddy 2019. <laughs> Please being gentles with me. I'm so glad you had to read that. Also, someone's definitely going to rip that and then just have that audio and you just have to live with that. <laughs> oh, no. If you do that, send me money. <laughs> You definitely have to Venmo her if you save that audio. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. Yeah, keep her low. Keller Automat. Kevin Dobbins. Keller Cotton now. Kitty Foe. Carito Prime, now a college graduate and official smart person. Hey, better than me. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations, Carito Prime, on your college. Christina, conduit of the Bozog Space Republic itself. A terrifying galactic threat. The Criterion, Conduit of Obscure References. Mm, same. Kyle Badsvik. What about Kyle Goodsvik? Jeez, oh, okay. I bet they've never heard that before. They went to middle <laughs> school too, I'm Lauren. I'm so sorry. Lana C. Nope. Lana? I always edit it out, so it's not even a running joke that you get it wrong. Yes, Lana. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Lavy the Goblin Dude. Do you love a goblin? Goblins. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Not that one, hopefully. We have, we have to make a Lindsey Graham fight. We have to make Lindsey Graham fight uh, John Kerry. Oh, no. Logion, conduit of fatigue. That's Austin. Yeah. It, it, you, very tired. Wow. Lauren, my resolution is to stop making joke names. Damn it. Kate's already failed. Loki, Loki? That's That's fun. really good. That's very good. Luke Powers. M. Joe. Markov needs pangolins. The cult of Gorfanax. Master Rank is hiding from Brent. <laughs> Brent! <laughs> oh my god, the story's unfolding. Because all the murders and the failed murders. Uh-huh. Matt Hare, conduit of social da- socialist dancing. Oh, it's the uh, uh, Cor- uh, Ocasio-Cortez thing. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, f- fucking, remember that happened? This, d- this that week's like been a long year. wasn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Matthew be there, Matthew be everywhere. 
Okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Matthew Schultz. Matthew Eber, Conduit of Community College Film Art Department. Is that an advertisement? What? Get back to us in that, Matthew. Okay. Matthias Lakeets, Conduit of Last Name Fine, First Name Butchered. Is that Matthias? I don't know. Mattias. Matthias? Mattias. Matt. I. Matt. Matt. I know somebody named Matthias, so I'm going with Matthias. Okay. I mean, that's what I. Th- okay. Hey. Imagine. <laughs> Melissa Nielsen. Mary Chrysler. <laughs> oh, is that? Uh, no, it's Happy Honda Days. Oh my God. I'm allowed to say that now. Uh, Michael Groman. Michael Hall. Michelle Minkler, second of his name, the unpronounceable chef, etc. Midlife Stasis. Miko from Finland. Miles, why isn't Funky Kong in Smash Smith? That's a really good question. He was added to uh, Tropical Freeze in funky mode. Oh my god. We just got a new Donkey Kong representative in King K. Rule. We can't be greedy. Mistletoe spilling out of every orifice of my body. <laughs> okay, you didn't want to respond to my Donkey Kong thing. That's fine. Morgan Rapp. Nathaniel Holman. Nico F. Alvarado. New Year, no credits. New Year, no credits. You get all the baby <laughs> voice ones. Nicholas Dominic. It's like they know. Nina Person. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> I said it like a snake. Yeah, that wasn't you making fun of the name. You literally just saw the second S as it hits you and you flinched. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Noah Sudret. Notorious Christmas, conduit of ho 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 itself. Paul Mullen. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of high key crushing on Austin. Bad idea. Oh, heck. No, that's everyone has ever done that's been miserable. <laughs> it's an extreme, have they? It's an extremely bad time. Is it? <laughs> Next one. Random, conduit of daddy issues. Oh, yeah, that explains some stuff. Razumi Yazura. Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Robert E. Calf Baker. Rulon, the flutinous, tootinous <laughs> conduit of nitpickery. Oh, is the flute too close to the sun person? Okay. S. Kearney now without a tentacles. Kearney, no, please. Solid child. Salsa condiment of catering and orgy. <laughs> I feel like someone just painted us a very vivid picture of their weekend. Yeah. S- S- Sam Zidanowitz. Scott going to steal names. Scott, no, Scott, who stole my name for a joke, Cummings. Scotts, it's the Scots and the Brents. We need to get them all in a room. <laughs> They're so uh, bad. Behave, children. Fifty Scots and fifty Brents parachute onto an island. The last one alive wins. Scotty, real hard. <laughs> He's just not responding to any of my provocations. <laughs> Sean, because yeah, it bothers you. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Self-sustained exo-gay reaction. What does that mean? It's like I think it's a chemistry joke. Oh, I don't understand chemistry. Mm-hmm. Simmons conduit of incorrect pronunciation. Oh, oh it's incorrect. Are we supposed to say, are we supposed to say <laughs> Siemens? We were trying to be good. I was trying to behave. I was it's- trying to not say it because they so clearly want me to. Okay, so we didn't take the bait, and now now we're, they're just calling us out for being incorrect. Well, I'm still not gonna take it. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. Shocking link. Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Right, he has a monocle, I can tell. And a hat. Skitch dot, <laughs> skitch dot fan club slash sketch. Got a sketch lover. Sorry, Austin, I was too tired to make a clever name this month. It's okay. It's okay, I'm tired every month. We understand. Sydney Marzing. Sir Ethos' monkey. <laughs> it's 
I'm proud of you, Cyrus. You should say monkey. <laughs> Tara, conduit of ennui. Big same. That penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. Gonna pet that guy. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Crocs of God Turbo yeet you. Okay. <laughs> now it's just Dada. You have to admit when you're doing Dada, those are the rules. The Grand Old Duke of Yorkski. <laughs> Fine. You got me. The Hat Cells. The Precursor. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Transient Passerby. Vinny, conduit of queer fashion itself. Now hold on. You missed uh, Shayness. Did I miss Shayness? Hey, Shayness, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or is this Shyness? They haven't told us we're incorrect, so I, I, I win. No, correct us. We're going to get it wrong every time. Absolutely. Vizzy Huggles. Keep up the great work, y'all. Thank you, Vizzy. Um, or Huggles. I, I don't know how you want us to refer to you. Huggles is cute. It's nice to just not always be dunked on. Yeah. Zephosaurus. I wish people called me Huggles. Anyway, Z23619, or as Lauren says, 23619. Yeah. So technically it's under 20 minutes. Does it count if we finish the name before 20 minutes? I don't even know. I'm looking. I actually have some messages here. People who uh, Patreoned. Is that a verb? Uh, People who uh, supported the show after the PDF was assembled. So I have some here from I have Amelia Sori. I have one from, uh, geez, uh, the conduit of booty itself. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do um, they got the booty? They do. They do. And maybe some other ones that I lost in my emails, but they're coming in pretty constantly. That's great. Uh, it's it's hard out there for everyone, and we need uh, all the help we can get. So thank you very much. Genuinely, extremely helpful. Love you guys. 2019. Hugs for everyone. Senpai did notice you. A lot of senpais. I love all my senpais. Are there? I'm. Well, I'm. I'm the senpai. They're the kohai. Well, that's what I was saying. We're the senpai, and we notice them by saying their names. Oh, oh, that's the dynamic. I guess it is now. It is. Uh, also, if you want to notice some other senpais, we have Chris is at Patreon.com/slash/WeeklyMangaRecap. Sketch, as we said, Sketch.Bandcamp.com/slash Sketch.Bandcamp/slash/Sketch.Camp.Band. Of course, Laura is at Laura K Buzz everywhere at kotaku.co.uk to read the video games stuff. And she's got a book about butts. Go buy it. Uh, and a, another book, which is about and her. And a book about herself. Yeah, definitely support that. Conrad at Conrad Zimmerman everywhere. He has a podcast called Of Horse, and he's also on Movie Boys, a.k.a. Spinoff Doctors with Jim Sterling. I think it's on Jim Sterling's feed. Uh, support everybody if you can. Support... Chris, especially, I feel like if if you can only support one, he's just so sad and he he's needs so it. sad, guys. Please, please help Chris. He's so fragile. Also, Austin, you. You're just saying that because you know the money eventually gets to you. What's that mean? <laughs> it means I help you. Yeah, you do. But yeah. that's not. Hey, I don't have ulterior motives. Uh huh. Listen, only one of us has chocolate rocks here, and it's not you. Okay, fine. Um, I'll thank you. I met a really good cat this month. His name was Tortilla. Tortilla? Um, yeah, I want to shout out Tortilla. Thank you for being extremely <laughs> good, Tortilla. Oh, no. Why, oh, no? Him's penis broke. Oh, him's penis broke. They don't know about that. 
I know, but that's all I can think of now. Yeah, uh, my friend works uh, as a veterinary uh, technician of some sort, and she's not allowed to take pictures of the animals, but she does anyway and sends them to the group chat because she's a real one. And uh, there's a cat who's in there for some sort of, uh, you know, genital thing because it happens to animals. <laughs> it's fine. But the caption on the picture was him's penis broke. And it's all we've been able to say to each other for like weeks now. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year 2019 him's penis broke. <laughs> That's the mood for 2019. <laughs> That's the banner we're going to roll out. Uh, we didn't do it at midnight. It's a bladed one, but we're going to we're going to roll it out and drop the ball. Him's, him's penis, penis broke. broke. 2019. Bow, 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 bow. Him's penis broke.